0: This is Greg Pak, writer of Action Comics, Batman, Superman, and Code Monkey Save World, which hits Comicsology on October 16th. You are listening to 11 o'clock comics. You know what that is That's the cat That's the damn cat That's the, piss, the pissed off cat yeah. I'd be pissed off too if I couldn't get in the bedroom Seriously so I, Yeah Rizzles You know this Hilarious Oh my goodness
1: Maybe
2: it said I have uh, For some reason it's, it doesn't like the Chrome That could be I'm not downloading no,
0: it Look at you That's why he's oh, IT that's... guru so good. You know what? I've decided. I, I heard someone at work use the word guru in a sentence. If you use guru in a sentence, you deserve to be like just kicked in the soft spot. It's, it, unless you're talking about a real guru, like an honest to god, I love guru. Yeah, like a guru. Then you find it. But if you say, "Wow, you're the HTML guru," you need to be kicked or punched or something. Punching the tape. Or, Says no.
1: Now where are you getting the drivers from? If every time I'm clicking on it's saying not found.
2: Oh boy! I am at the um. Starting from
0: at the bottom now. we're Here. Well, I'm at, I'm
2: at um. Well, I'm at the European site. Maybe that's why. Was
1: well, that going to mess me
0: up? They I don't shave it. the European site very much. What's that? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. They don't shave it.
1: That's the Brazilian site.
0: <laughs> Ugh, no. What? The Philippines. I'm
1: loving the Brazilian.
0: Really? Oh yeah. Wow. You're dirty. Strange. You are dirty. <laughs> dirty. Hurry!
1: <laughs> Dirty dirty.
0: Ah, goodness. Dirty.
1: You know what arrived today?
0: Um I have no idea. Higgity hot tub.
2: Yeah, of course you know. it did. 3 days after we. Leave. What yeah, does maybe. a hot
0: tub have to do with dirty, Jason? It should be clean because it's a tub and you fill it with water and you get yeah, bubbles. Yeah, but you
2: get down and dirty in it. I don't want to think right. about it
0: unless I'm in there.
2: Yeah, but who? With awesome right. With awesome discounts from now, anyway. yeah Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Hey everybody eleven o'clock comics episode two hundred and eighty seven and I'm Vince B
2: sorry I normally there's a beat there, and I can actually take something a, a sip, but I am um I'm David Price. You're fresh out of my wheelchair. I'm Drake
1: start off on the bottom now we yeah. have <laughs> you're not Drake start with that, off from the bottom now, with that horrible you.
0: horrible <laughs> freaking song Oh, it's got to, <laughs> <laughs> uh we're in the car we'll get to it we'll get to it um no, you're not Drake. You're Jason Wood, everybody, Uh-oh. fresh from New York Comic-Con 2013, the greatest convention we never attended. <laughs> and uh, we'll tell you more about that in a few, but first, don't have a con niption trying to find deep discounts
3: on
0: your, on your favorite funny books and collectibles. DCPS's prices are conducive to savings you <laughs> I'm
2: hemorrhaging <here. laughs>
0: so uh, you could get your favorite funny books and collectibles dirt cheap such as from Dark Horse it is our pal Dave Wachter uh on pent on illustrating actually uh written by Steve Niles and Matt Santoro it's the Be- breath of bones a tale of the golem it's a hard cover get, get out uh, of here list price is 14.99 your price 7.49 dollars 49 cents. From IDW, it's the no-brainer of the month, Richard Starks Parker. This time, it's called Slayground. It's a hardcover. Cover price, $17.99. Take it home for a lousy $8.99. And from Marvel, keep those fingers crossed, because it's the Muppets Omnibus. A whopping 1,200 pages of comics that will only cost you, after discount, $24.99. That's 50% off. The list price that's bargain. that's correct i just hope it comes true uh they do not mind late orders or late order additions and you can get your previews dirt cheap a dollar 12 cents if you're a first time customer you can enter the code that the lovely david price will soon tell you into the pre-moistened slot and get an extra eight percent off your already massively discounted order david what is that discount code
2: Discount code is
0: EOC8. EOC8 gets you an extra 8%. Don't even hesitate. Just get your little fanny over to DCBService.com and reap the rewards of deep, deep discounts. They're amazing. you got to get there. That. That's right. So there you go. Now. We got to do this. We got to do the con recap. It's going to be a long one because we have Before
1: a, we re- recap, what are we drinking during our
0: recap? Oh, we still do that. Oh. Yes. Well, so of oh, course we do. Our, hey,
1: our boys not here tonight. We got to keep carrying on the spirit. That represent.
0: Right. In case you haven't noticed, Chris is not here. He's on a curling adventure. With no, well,
2: no. Maybe. Yeah, I think he is. He's not here. He's not He's here. Not, he might be here later. What? Right now. It
0: says who? Did he, say he says
2: that? the message that he sent earlier today. Yes. Well, I'm not
0: connecting him. Hey, everybody. I'm drinking Pepe Mac.
1: That's I'll connect awesome. him. I'll connect How about him. you, David?
2: I am drinking some from California, a Blackstone Merlot. Wow.
0: Oh, wow. How is it?
2: Not as good as what we were sipping Saturday night. But oh. overall, it's not too bad. It is not. It's it's. Does it make it, the glass disappear? It does not, no, no, and it doesn't, doesn't make it look better. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't pretty it up, but no, it's, it's, it's not bad. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. You know, you get what you pay for. I, I I liked it.
1: Nice. And I am washing down my hastily eaten dinner with, uh, some Miller Lite.
0: There you go.
1: The beer of champions. Champions. Champion? Hercules
0: drinks that. Hercules? Correct. Hercules. He drank it in the 70s.
1: Heracles, Hercules, Ares, Gilgamesh, Agamemnon, and Woodrow.
0: I was talking about the champions. Angel, Ghost Rider, Hercules. Black Widow. Black Widow. Was, uh, who else?
2: You know, you want Iceman in the fucking California sun. No doubt.
0: Well, it doesn't matter to him. He's Iceman.
2: Right. Did, uh, are, are we caught up on Battle of the Atom?
0: nope yes i'm I'm
2: not i did and and i had my and well see okay so this kind of ties into our chat because we um just jumping ahead a little bit i'm I'm gonna try to stay linear but we we (laughs) chatted for a bit with uh with ed mcginnis and uh and he in his portfolio had model sheets for the um future x-men and i for some ridiculous reason, asked Ed, "Why are there model sheets for? Why, why do you have drawings of the future X-Men from Battle of the Atom?" He goes, "Because I designed them." Which, you know, yeah, he did. Answer. Yep. And and he had um, he had one of the characters who's revealed in Battle of the Atom. Uh, he had his name written because it, it wasn't. They don't say his name until uh, they actually. I don't think they say his name at all in, in character, but when he reveals himself. And I had to quickly cover it because, um, my booze hadn't caught up today yet on, on, in the event. So I don't I think, didn't want anything. I
0: don't it's think possible. cotton's a word. It is tonight. <laughs>
2: Mm-hmm. You want know, to caught? All right, we'll you,
0: have- you were awesome because you just plopped your hand right over it. I did. It. You went. Oh,
2: probably this. And I, some shit. I probably ripped the cover. In
0: half. nah. nah. It was it was under plastic. But you know what? We should just continue with the Ed McGinnis discussion, and then we'll we'll.
2: That was an awesome discussion. Drive back. You know, we, we, we really are jumping all over. Well, no, we? because
0: Jason was very hesitant to. Uh, yeah. Uh, to ask so, to solicit Mr. McGinnis to do a square on his jam piece. Correct. And you needed an angel, Warren Worthington, not an archangel, but just plain old, either red or blue angel.
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: I said, well, geez, why don't you get McGinnis to do it? And he's like, ah, it's going to be too much, Stop. or he's not going to have time, or he's just he's It's an understanding impression. Because he's like one of the greatest ever, he's, he's very intimidating. <laughs> and I said, what the hell? Like, let's just go ask him. I mean, it, it won't hurt. And well, because he, you're
1: such a social butterfly, and I'm so reclusive. Was
0: right? I not this time?
1: You were. A I new know. man, 80 and, pounds off and you're a new man.
0: And to our surprise, Mr. McGinnis was the most down-to-earth, approachable. Once you got him talking, you could not shut the man up. And he was just awesome. We spent about a half an hour with him.
1: He all was told. awesome.
0: He was. He was re- laughing at himself, like, did not take himself seriously at all.
1: Not at all. He's just a, a Boston Irish good old boy. Just yeah. Just uh and his his dealer Mike was cool and they were sitting next to Dexter Vines who was jumping in on the conversation. It was uh I think as I think back on the show, the uh the thing we'd remember most is just how many fun conversations we had with creators. Yep. Just 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 talking to me. We spent the whole weekend just talking to people. Yep. I mean, well, that, really that
0: did. that's why I said the the greatest con we never attended, because mm-hmm. we our feet touched the main floor for no more than twenty minutes because it was wall-to-wall people, and uncomfortable, cramped. It took forever to get maybe 100, 200 feet, Uh, so we just turned around and got the hell out, and we never went back. We spent the entire convention, four days, in Artist Alley, and it was the best convention.
2: Well, three days for me.
0: Well, yeah. Three for the daxter. Right, but um, back to McGinnis. I I,
1: I will say that. I mean, I don't know if we want to do opening impressions, but I will say that... um that uh this is right up there, if not at the top of of the best cons ever, yeah and, uh, the only one I think really holds a candle to it is the at least for me is the uh the first c two e two that we all were together, right, yeah, um, that was pretty damn was, good, which was awesome and and tons of laughs and just a blast, but I think you know this was just um and and I you know I guess it's like with all things with me, it's about expectations, right I mean, I knew we'd have fun. But because of the enormity of the show and how cramped and crowded it had gotten, I, you know, I thought it would be a con that we would, we would make the most of, but that there would be times that we were like, Oh, this is a dread, you know? And there'd be, especially like on a Saturday where we, we even had talked heading into this weekend about possibly not even doing the con on Saturday, depending on how we were feeling that we would be able to do stuff in the city. And, uh, you know, I have to say it just, it just fell into to place. And, the reason, I mean, the number one reason logistically is something that David was well aware of, but you and I weren't because we weren't there last year, which is just the way that the Javits has Artist Alley set up on its own now. Yep. And uh, that made it so much better than it had been in years past. It was so the awesomest. Better. Yep. They, they yeah. were
0: really very smart to do that. Yeah. Because um, for the most part, I mean, there it, there was a couple uh, <laughs> stragglers, of the like the cosplayers wandering in, but by and large... They didn't really come over. Unless they were soliciting artists for something, there there wasn't just random cosplayers walking through just bothering everybody. Um, like I said, for the most part, you went up to the main floor, and that was the problem. You'd get about three feet, someone would stop disrupt the flow take a picture get another four feet someone would stop and it's like so annoying you know mm-hmm. it's it's really not conducive to fun at all unless you're in the costumes then yeah live it up but um i want to talk more about mcginnis before i forget yeah do it he was talking about uh, the man is very self-conscious of his early work yes he was talking about his majestic stuff for uh wildstorm wasn't it Majestic, yeah, Yes. Right? And he says he hates it. Can't even yeah. look at it. Can't even look. Yeah, at it. Yeah,
2: well, it's it's a little cringe-inducing for him. He says, it, yeah, and not 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 a,
1: not a big fan of his
2: uh, Deadpool work either.
0: Right. Jason was like, "What?" I don't know, like, yeah,
2: because it's very early it. in his career. But yeah, you're right. And it's and he's somebody who kind of always had that that stocky stature of character style. He he, it it works for characters like Wolverine or the barrel-chested Superman or Majestic. Um it's familiar no matter when you look back over his career, but we're not unfamiliar. We're very much used to artists that we talk to saying, that was my first book. I can't even look at it anymore.
0: Yeah. I, there's underdeveloped Ed McGinnis, but I don't think there exists bad Ed
2: McGinnis. I agree with you. I,
0: I, re- I really don't think so. Um, and then he's, well, he was talking about Joe Kelly, what a hell of a guy he was, and it was because of, his majestic work that got him the Superman
2: gig, right? Yep, and that's and that's something you can pretty much check off his bucket list almost right away. I mean that that is one of his earliest works in his comic book career is is, is doing Superman, and now he's he's working on um, he's doing some work with with X Men. So I mean he's he's pretty much um, he's he's checking off everything on on his list, and uh, and it. Because he's, he's getting, I don't want to say getting all of it out of his system now. He's, he's doing what he got into comics to do as far as license or, or big two properties. He can, uh, I'd imagine he can focus on his, his, anything else that comes to mind that, uh, that he won't focus on in the near future. But for now, I'm, I, and this goes back to the conversation that Vince and I tend to have when, when he's, Vince is all about having the creators keep their ideas for themselves, and and and. But there are times where, you know, some dude just wants to play in Spider-Man sandbox, and and if if the guy can do that, play with the X-Men, take Marvel's money, and and just have fun with it, then he can concentrate on on what he wants to do on leaving his personal mark on the industry. Mm-hmm.
0: But that is a goal.
2: He did. Say, yes, he. Of course, he has ideas. He 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 said it would be it it be kind of stupid to work in this industry all this time and not try or, or leave something that's your own right out there. So and and our
0: buddy Darrell, uh, this may make or break, probably break uh, any kind of affection he would have for Ed McGinnis. The infamous Red Hulk punching the Watcher.
2: He wanted to do that. That was
0: all McGinnis. He yep. wanted, he wanted that to happen. And he s- shot the idea to Loeb and it was not without reason. He right, exactly. he actually came up with the reason why, yep. uh, the Red Hulk could see the Watcher was because that he was infused with the power cosmic. Right.
2: Yeah he uh because he's because he's cosmically aware he he's able to tell that you know there's someone near him yep. and um and that's what caused the uh the the in one punch but the what i also found interesting is that he made a point to remind us how when he becomes red hulk um there's no mustache because of his alter ego and he he also said which jason and i were kind of talking about this saturday night while we were watching ron howard do his thing um if if you want to make a point of saying that well there's no mustache ed wants everybody to know that red hulk also has no eyebrows
0: like ron howard
2: Alopecia, baby. Yeah, Ron Howard
0: (laughs) and and David Finch. Um, Ron Howard Howard. has no eyebrows. So, yeah. This is what we go over. But yeah, I mean, he was awesome. We had a great time with him. And and sitting right next to him was his uh, partner in crime, Mr. Dexter... Vines, yes, a- and sir. he's awesome as well. Just a fun guy to be around.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. and he—I I don't know how he did not look up very often. The dude was no, working nonstop. Right. He—he'd he look up for a second, say something, and he'd still talk, but his head was down ninety percent of the time while we were there. Every mm-hmm. time I walked by,
0: and I was really hesitant. um McGinnis had at least six or seven portfolios full of original pages and covers and and i I was very hesitant to to even crack one because i thought it's not going to be cheap come on it's mcginnis but surprisingly covers aside the covers were i would consider them expensive for me i mean i wouldn't drop that kind of money on one page but the interior pages were very affordable Oh, absolutely!
1: I think that was the theme of the show. Yeah, I mean, I've there, there
0: were the um, the ones that uh, Vines had were anywhere from like 150 to well up, right? And um, McGinnis had a bunch of 150 dollar pages in his portfolio too. It's like, am I seeing this right? Yeah. Um, and our buddy Roland uh, from Australia who has become, at this point, he's almost like the fifth. As far as conventions go, he's like the fifth EOC member. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's Pete Best. Uh, He bought a cover from McGuinness that was used for a uh, Warhammer 40K something. It's a Space Marine versus a Necron, and it wasn't inked. It was just pencils. And Roland said, well, I love just pencils because I'm colorblind.
2: Indeed he did.
0: I did not know that. Um,
2: I did not know the why the reason why I know he loved his pencils, but I, I did not know the reason why yeah. he was partial to
0: them, which I, I don't see how that matters with ink, but whatever. Go with it. Right. That, that's him. Uh, and, and he got a cover page from Ed McGinnis. very, very, you know, it was very inexpensive. It was yes. very inexpensive. Yes. Yeah. It was. No and I, I was stunned. But so everybody made out this time.
2: Yeah, I I was so giddy to see. And I, I I didn't get to see it happen. When it happened, I just heard about it Thursday evening, but um even our your friend of mine Vince was
0: Yeah, uh, the how about that? This
2: time around. Yeah, he did. I couldn't
0: resist at those prices. I really I couldn't, couldn't
2: either, dude. If yeah. I, would have, I would have forced you to get them. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, let's let's just Started off proper and then we'll we'll make our way to the uh, original art purchases but uh, so
2: Thursday what time do you guys get there?
1: Well Vince arrived uh, I, I was at work and Roland had been in town for the week so we had actually spent a lot of time earlier in the week hanging out but uh, I was meeting up with Roland um, at the Port Authority to have a little uh, pre-con drink. And we were going to wait for Vince. And when I rolled up there, who was sitting next to Roland but freaking Vince? There you go. Who got in early? Yeah. Yep. Uh, what around noon, I'd say, right? Maybe noon or one? Uh,
0: about one. Okay. One o'clock. Yeah, it was a yeah. uh, flawless trip. Even though they had to stop a couple of times. They stopped at Mount Pocono. and oh. And no, they stop at the water gap. It's, it's you know, they try and suck as much um, convenience out of your uh, ticket price as they possibly can. So mm-hmm. they, they don't care. But, uh, yeah, I got in around 1, and we made our way to the, what was it, the Heartland Brewery? Yes, sir. <laughs> Jason laugh, <laughs> laughed at me because they they both ordered burgers and french fries, and, and I got a... This was the joke of the weekend. Yeah, and I was that guy, uh, I guess, because I, I got a veggie burger and a salad. <laughs> and jesus uh, goes really you're gonna be that guy
1: and we were at a brewery and we both yeah. got beers and vince got a diet soda yeah that's me he's to get a mineral water but now <laughs> in, in in fairness to vince for those that haven't seen vince uh he is 80 you pounds yeah if you, you know, if if he turns he, he's, sideways you
2: miss him. he looks fantastic so thanks keep it up. Yeah. if it wasn't for the italian nose you wouldn't see him at all <laughs>
0: <laughs> what do you mean my nose isn't big <laughs> my no, nose would be not. tickling your rear there you go. Um, so yeah, and then once we headed to the con, Jason had to do all his fancy footwork to get his jam pieces started. And there yeah. were how many? Six, seven?
1: Well, I had eight. I brought eight there, but um, Thank- I, I, I didn't. I didn't get two of them. I I kept two of them at bay because you know I didn't want to get sort of. There's a little bit of a you know flow to it. So I had.
0: I think it's more like nobody wanted to work on the Serpent Society once. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: People are looking yeah. through my portfolio. They're like, "Whoa, Serpent Society!" So I will be busting that out next con season, and I think I will have many takers for that. Uh, we'll see. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, the the art game is is uh, y- you know you got to get you got to do it. You got to do it right. You got to have you know kind of tiers of people, and you know we have the good fortune of, of 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 actually knowing a bunch of artists, and so that can really come in handy because guys that might have otherwise. You know, it had to be people you needed to get to right at the beginning of the con. Since we know them, I know I can kind of hold off a little bit and get them to squeeze me in. So I kind of, before each con, especially for a big con like New York, I make a list of all the people I want to get stuff from and then kind of prioritize them based on, you know, some loose combination of, do I know them? If, if so, you know, what's the likelihood that their list is going to fill up right away? Nice. So forth. And, uh, yeah, it was just start going right at it Thursday. Early afternoon, hitting it just, just getting on lists, saying, you "Hey,
0: you are incredibly organized."
1: That is true. I, when it comes to art, this was uh, this was an epic weekend for for art procurement. And <laughs> uh, take,
0: a, take a take a tip from Mister WOOD if you are going to embark on a sketch jam project, make sure you have reference. Jason had many sheets of full color reference of all the characters, stapled. And organized in his uh portfolio for when uh ever he would um get a jam piece, and the person he'd say, "Well, do you need reference and they well yeah. so they'd pull out their electronic device, and Jason's like, "I got this." He'd take out his little wad of paper, leaf through it, and bam, he had at least That's two or three. Uh, images of uh, reference for the characters he wanted. It was he's flawless when he does this. I mean, it's a like, there's, there's like a machine going on. But um, first person, I believe Jason um, hit was Mr. Mike Norton.
1: That is true. And yep. Mike now, as a, almost a, a running joke, or at least he sees it that way. I have had Mike start off. I think he started off all but one of my jams. Um, so it's become kind of a good luck charm to have him start them off. So. I went over and had him start off my new Inhumans jam. Yep. And he, and and being that he is the Eisner Award winning creator of Battle Pug, I had him start me off with a
0: Lockjaw. And it looks great. Mm hmm. And I gotta say, um, sitting next to Mr. Norton was Tim Seeley, of course. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Uh, uh Yeah, and Chris Goddamn. relocated, Chris Burnham. Chris Goddamn Burnham. And Mr. Brown. Yep, Mr. Ryan Brownie. Uh, but. I got a couple books from Mr. Norton because Mike is a mainstay. Uh, we see him every time we go to a convention, and I feel like a dick it's because nice. because I never throw money at him. And I, I, I love his stuff, you know, but I, it's just because I'll either buy the singles, um, and then I'm not going to lug singles to a convention, unlike the dudes that have the little uh, dollies with the complete boxes of, of books. Uh, uh, whatever. Uh, I don't bring books to a con. Right? So, I, this time I made a point of buying something for Mike, and I bought the first trade of Revival, which I read. What do you think? I think they're on to something with this. <laughs> you think? I, th- I think this is... This is their thing, This right? is the This is going to be the Norton Seeley thing. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely Tim Seeley's most mature work to date. Um and I, I always go back to Hackslash because that's that's the 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 uh, trademark Seely book. And whenever you think Tim Seely, you think Hackslash, right? And I- in that book, he manipulates a lot of genre tropes and those dog-eared, um, some would say, overused um, tendencies in the horror genre. Well, in I think in Revival, Seely's creating a bunch of them on his own stuff that's that's going to become uh, you know well known within the genre as identified with Sealy there are things sure. in this there are things in this book that are really sharp really disturbing and really unique I was I was I wasn't stunned because I know what both men are capable of doing but I said to myself damn this is this is the book that's this is the the Norton Sealy joint. It's gonna hit. I'm gonna. I think it's gonna. Somewhere down the line, it's gonna get picked up, and somebody's gonna make a movie out of it because it's that good. Nice. Yep. And I don't think Norton's ever been better. Pencil wise, uh, he keeps getting better and better. Yeah, he does. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I love it. I love it so much. Um, so much so that I amended my DCBS order and picked up the second trade.
1: Ooh, look at you. Yeah, I gotta know what's gonna happen. It's. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, they they kind of leave you hanging at the f- end of the first trade. Got to know. Yeah. But yeah, he did a great lockjaw for you.
1: He did. He did. I mean, I got a lot of. I mean, I don't know. It might be easier if I just run through the jam pieces because it might be easier than telling the tale of each one because we'll be here seven hours, I think.
0: Oh, that's okay. Wow. Well, Chris is we could go on seven. Yeah, but, I mean, we
1: can't go seven hours. I, I love, you know, I like the long form, but I can't go seven hours. I got to get some sleep. Yeah. Got to look good in the morning. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Should have started yep. yesterday. So, so uh, I, I finished my X Men jam, which was one of the goals. Yes, yes. and that was thanks to, uh, let's see, uh, our 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 good friend from across the world, Mr. Mahmoud Asrar, who's always great to see. Yeah, uh, we got to see him quite a bit over the weekend. He wasn't with the the family this time; it was just him. Um, he's
0: so pleasant.
1: He's so nice, isn't he?
0: Yeah, is. Yes. He is very pleasant.
1: He uh, he 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 crushed. Absolutely crushed a Jean Grey. Yep, uh, it's just beautiful, great, just um, wonderful gray tones. She's just uh, absolutely gorgeous. Uh, that followed up by um, another mainstay and f- fan favorite of mine, Mr. Matteo Scalera, who. Uh, funny story about him. When when we went up to say hello to him and get on his jam piece, he had this giant bag that was just. Midnight black, the whole thing.
0: Oh, dude, I was so worried. Me too. He, because he he had a plastic bag loaded with like pens and um, ink, ink wells, little bottles of ink, like the dropper kind with the squeeze, and you know that you put in the the wells and you know use it with a brush. Blah blah blah. But uh, and I guess something happened, and it something blew up in the bag. He had yes. ink all over his hands, and I'm and thinking I beat all over. It was yeah. everywhere. I'm thinking he's gonna touch. I know he's he, he, he's inadvertently he's going to brush on the side of your jam piece or touch it, and and fuck it up. But he, to his he credit, did, he did not. He did not. No.
1: He and he, he ended up doing a fantastic Psylocke. Uh, oh, amazing uh, I'm, for me. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. Not Psylocke, uh, Polaris for me. Sounds yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, also, uh, while while he was doing it, I had spoken to his rep, uh, his art rep. Uh, uh, Jason from Essential Sequential, um, beforehand to look at some Black Science pages, which is the new book he's doing with Rick Remender. And my God, those pages are absolutely freaking off the charts, gorgeous. man. Yeah. It is like stunning work. <laughs> I cannot wait for the book to for come the,
0: out. For those of you playing at home, you, you had to have been there because it kind of went something like this. Jay, um he said to Jason, here, I'll give you a little pad of post-it notes and you just kinda tag which ones <laughs> you're you're interested in, okay? Um and, and Jason's going through the book, he flips the cover, ooh, he looks at it uh, so so he, next page, bam, there goes a post-it note. It was a double page spread. <laughs> then he he flips the page, bam, there goes a post-it note, bam, <laughs> bam. And at the end I said, Why don't you just stick one on every page? Be, be, they, the pages were that nice. They're beautiful. I should have just asked if I could buy the issue. That's what I didn't. I say that to you. Yeah, just buy the damn issue. Yeah. But uh, no, they're gorgeous. Um, full wash images and uh, Matteo was. Uh, he said, "I'm really getting a workout on this book because I guess there's dimension hopping, dimension hopping uh, yeah. involved." Yeah. And he said he basically has to invent a reality every issue. Yeah. yeah. And that that takes some chops to do that. Um, if they're anything like the first one, this is going to be his landmark book because the first frog creatures with with like electric tongues coming out, mm-hmm. um, you know the heads getting ripped off, uh, anthropomorphic frogs, like uh, lion
1: pyramids on the back of giant uh, turtles.
0: Gore- yes, they live on the back of turtles. Yes. That is awesome. Uh, it's just going to yeah. be great.
1: It's 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 just exceptional. Uh, and so yeah, like to your point, he he ended up uh, not getting ink all over my jam piece. Uh, and then I parlayed, uh, from him to another one of his essential sequential stable mates, Mr. Dave Johnson, yes. who is another guy who I've seen at a million cons, never really spoken to before. And much like Ed McGinnis is just a totally laid back, funny guy. Yeah. He, uh, we just chatted the whole time he drew for me and just was a funny dude, got a, got a dirty sense of humor.
0: <laughs>
1: and, uh, he, he, he did a fantastic, uh, rogue for me. Which left the one and only spot left on the jam piece, and that is, uh, as you said, was was beautifully finished off by Mister McGinnis. And the the best part of that was that you know he did the angel for me, and um, we had told the story after Baltimore about how the one and only non inked square on in all my jams is the Terry Moore. Um, uh Emma Frost from my f- from from a couple months back and that you know I have to figure out a way to get Terry to ink it at some point. So Ed's drawing the angel talking to us and then he finishes up the pencils and he hands it to me. And I'm like, "Oh, it's he, I'm like, <laughs> so, so I'm like, "Ed, uh, you know, can you can you ink it?" And uh he's like, "Oh." He's like, "Uh, well, he's like, "All right." And it was like this wonderful con- like like collective group of, of of cosmic forces at work, because he was not sure if he had the time, and his art rep was like, oh, I don't know, you know, we fit you in, but, you know, that usually costs more. Yeah, and the was rep like, oh. was
0: watching him like a and dog. And I was like,
1: oh, listen, man, you know, I thought that that was the deal, like, that was the but whatever, so I wasn't sure how it was going to go, and then um, uh, one of Ed's old DC editors, uh, Eddie Berganza, came up to make Small Talk, and Ed was all giddy to see him, and they started chatting, so next thing you know, like, as he's chatting with him, he's kind of like, losing focus, and he's just sitting there inking Angel while he's chatting, because he's not even thinking twice about it. And then, sure enough, boom, beautifully inked, handed it off to me, so disaster averted, and yeah. uh, and he hooked it up. So, as soon as I get the Terry Moore uh, uh, hook-up to ink it, uh, ink Emma Frost, that, that, that baby will be done and ready for framing. So, yeah, very successful on that front.
0: Yeah, and uh, McGinnis was a little reluctant at first to do Angel, because he's like, Angel's a dude with wings he goes how am I gonna do a headshot of angel but he pulled it off he he had the, the you can you can see the wings kind of in the background right. so yeah he nailed it he did oh yeah totally so it's great yeah. great stuff i'm I'm very envious of that jam page
1: nice I am. Jam. yeah there's a yes. lot of good work on that indeed indeed yep um all right let's let's just do another story I'll do, I'll, I'll do the jams as the stories unfold
0: another story huh yes
1: well, Thursday, we, we should finish up Thursday. So it was me, you and Roland basically on Thursday because David yeah. had to work. And, and uh. work at home. Well, yeah. We, we do, um, and we, by work, with, we mean work at home in bed.
0: Yeah, on, on the, the workbench. Playing the pipe. <laughs> um,
1: we, uh, I mean, we, we, spent what he said. We probably hung out at Artist
0: Alley until maybe at what, 7 o'clock-ish, 7.30-ish? Oh, yeah. We almost went the whole time Artist Alley. Yeah. yeah. And you, you, we, we, let's not forget, as we were meeting these people, I was flipping off photos and friggin' tweets like a madman. Oh,
1: that is <sighs> true. People, not only is Vince a new man weight wise, but he's got an iPhone now. <laughs> it was <laughs> unreal. Oh, it's like he's taking this producer thing all serious and stuff. have now.
0: to, dude. I he mean, took
1: photos of every, and he was so outgoing. Every person we went up to, like, do you mind if I take a photo? Took photos. Then the other thing, which you'll hear over the next year, is. We have been, you know, we did some intros at C2E2 where we got a handful of of artists to intro the show. And then Dave and I, we did such a great job in Baltimore. You're full of (laughs) shit, dude. You brought back zero. Nuts. And then (laughs) Vince was like, we really need to, to get some intros for New York. And what did we end up getting? Like 50? 53.
0: Damn, 53. Dude. 53 intros.
1: 53 intros, man. How yep. awesome
0: is that? And you were so, doing great. And some All of them. I phone recording that shit. I, some of them are, I think, really going to surprise people who we got.
1: I think so. Some yeah, legendary yeah. ones.
0: Yep. Um, yeah. we learned how to pronounce a few names in the process as well.
2: Yes. True. Like
0: <laughs> Yep. Dragata. Uh, um, Saviuk. Saviuk. That was the best Saviuk one. Yes. Because I've been calling him Savic forever. Yeah. And he goes, there's a U in it. <laughs> Why would you say Savic? He said, is Saviuk rhymes with book? And I was yeah, yeah. like, well, there you go. Thank you for correcting me. Because I usually pronounce things correctly. I just, this usually, was just, yeah. yeah. yeah it's just <laughs> one of the ones where I didn't. But, um, yeah, and I, but I'm, i I was a little more outgoing, I think, because I'm not a big old fat pig. So.
1: Well, whatever it was, it was nice to see. It was. And, and. the and first York kind of ever hung out with you. Um. Right after we started doing the show. <laughs> you know, you spent the lion's share of the con looking through long boxes. I know, I know. And it, it really did perplex me. I was like, why? I'm like, Jeez. Sorry. So it was it's kinda cool to see six years later.
0: And you know what? That was absolutely the incorrect way to do it. Mm-hmm. If, I mean in hindsight. We learn from our mistakes, right? Sure. Um yeah, I did get a lot of books, but I got a lot of books. Big deal. I didn't have very many memories from those conventions because my head was buried in long boxes. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, this is more conducive to a good time. This approach. Yes. So yeah.
1: So then, what did we do? I forget. The th- we we. I mean, we headed to my crib because you guys were. It was. Super. F- Another reason this comic was great is that uh, I was able to put David and Vince and Roland up at my house in Jersey oh, instead awesome. of a hotel. It was awesome. And uh, I think it worked out well, right? It was yeah, nice.
0: you have a beautiful, beautiful home. Oh, thank you. I thank love you. it so much. Uh, you have a beautiful, beautiful wife thank you uh it's <laughs> uh, uh, reminding you of oh, it's very geez. inappropriately Freaking at times. smoking but j-, j jason said uh you know what he said this is a, a true testament to our friendship <laughs> that i would let you say those things and this like might like, get away with it because you don't you don't suffer that shit lately and uh, i i tended i tend to you know go off on stuff like that
1: <laughs> fun it was funny
0: yeah, yeah. she's very cute uh, <laughs> but and, and so but are your so, kids but don't so take that we, the wrong I way i
1: forget what did we so, oh we just went to oh we just got italian right we just had italian
0: yeah where i don't even remember thursday night just,
1: we just had italian at that pizza joint near my house
0: oh yeah that
1: was pretty good yeah yeah we, yeah. Just, we just chilled out and we came back to my crib and hung out let the dog uh we let beth beth feed the dog a hundred pounds of treats to not bark at you guys yeah. And that pretty, so it turned in pretty early because we had to get the early start for Friday because we knew it would be a zoo.
0: Oh, so, I know what I have to. Uh, was it Thursday I got the.
1: arrived. You arrived, what, about 15 minutes before us? If that, yeah. So you were hanging out with Beth and the dog. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, you kind of hid out in the room, right, until we came in so that the dog wouldn't go nuts. But, right. Yeah, and then we just sat in my kitchen like a bunch of kids just catching up with each other.
0: Yeah, it was awesome.
1: Yeah, it was fun. Had some vino. David and Roland both uh, brought brought uh, brought us some vino that was delicious. already been all since drank because that's how we roll. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Friday morning we headed out bright and early for New York. For so
0: so Friday was um, more traffic definitely, than Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still extremely manageable in the uh, Artist Alley. The the aisles were very, very wide, um, it, not cramped at all. It was a beautiful experience. Um, what did we accomplish Friday? I think Friday is where when I bought my original art,
2: right? You know, it is. It is? Mm-hmm. No, because you came in Thursday with it. Oh,
0: well, okay. that's cool. Okay. Uh, who was, what, what retailer was that? Uh,
2: that was, was it Artist, Artist,
0: Choice? Artist Choice? Artist Choice. Um, th- they did not have an extensive array of artists, uh, but what they did have was very, very reasonably priced. And one of the men, uh, under their representation was none other than Keith Giffen. And I scored a page from, The Supreme Special, inked by Charlie Adlard. (laughs) And a page... uh, Actually, it's a full-page, but it's broken... It's a full-page image, but it's broken up into the 12-panel grid that uh, uh, Giffen used to like to use uh, from Video Jack, number 8, I believe. And I got them for $20 a piece. Yeah, you did. That's disturbingly cheap. That's awesome. Yeah. He had Jim Aparo pages... Yeah. For for twenty dollars.
2: Yeah. I had one in my hand a few times this weekend, but I'm, I,
0: I I'm glad you didn't buy that.
2: Me too. Yep. Me too. Uh, it to say that because it's a but it wasn't it I I it didn't it 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 was from later in his career, later in his life. It was uh it was inked by someone who I wasn't familiar with inking. Aparo and and it was um it was, it was it was a neat moment with Bruce and Lucius, but it wasn't from any issue that I had read. It it wasn't uh it, it, it didn't sing to me. So I was like, "Is twenty bucks is twenty bucks?" But it was nice though. I'll I'll find something. I'll I'll get something <laughs> from Jim eventually, and and it'll and and that'll be fine. But I I, I walked away from the table a couple of times. Putting that back in the box and, and yeah. kept looking,
0: and they had uh, some Bagley stuff. Uh, who else?
2: They had Eagle Sham. They had, they, yeah. had uh, they had plenty of pages by Scott Hanna and and Joe Rubinstein, who Jergens, of course inked a bunch of people. So yeah, they had yeah. they had Jurgens, they had Geiss, um, they had uh, the, there there was some. There was some Chung there was uh, there was Morales and there's a lot there was some McGinnis. so yeah there, there, there was a bunch of artists is Perez yeah uh, because that's the where where um, artist choice was 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 one table one long table probably um, 10 or 12 feet and on to his on on one side of it was like squared off. So on one one side of the square you had um Rubinstein uh and then uh opposite of the original art you had um Perez and I think um I think maybe Tom Smith and then on to the right you would have a few different people sitting there over the weekend I saw Bob Layton there, Ron Gar mm-hmm. um Ron Garney was there at one point, so basically a lot of um the the talent who was working on books when I was growing up and, and reading comics, they were pretty much in that area. And one time while I was flipping through art, Greg,
0: sell it, sell it. <laughs> David and I are, are, are leafing through pages, right? And I just look up and 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 I I give. What did it, you think it was? Oh, I knew it was him, I'll, and I'll tell you why. I, I elbowed David, and I said, is that? And he goes, yeah, it is. And you see this huge yeah. hulk of a dude in yeah. a bald man in a baseball cap with yes. with a muscle shirt on, jeans, and massive biceps, and the veins on his arm. Just his forearm, Are, just, yeah. are like snakes. And they're wrapping around his arms and as he's talking the, the 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 veins are actually moving and undulating. I was getting hypnotized, right? And I it was Greg Capullo. Just Papi just right there and uh, nom, 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 nom. I I wanted to just that's what the one intro I wish we got that we didn't get would be True. Greg Greg Capullo.
1: Dude, speaking of that, and this is a total aside and not necessarily con related but I was listening to, um, you know, Fat Man on Batman, the Kevin Smith,
3: yeah, yeah,
1: podcast, and he's had in the in previous recordings, he's had both Greg Capullo and Scott Snyder on, mm-hmm. but he had them on together Ooh. recently. Which was fantastic because, you know, we had heard a lot of inside baseball talk about how they didn't get along at first and everything. And they just completely, I guess time heals all wounds. They're great buddies now. Mm-hmm. So they were just keeping it totally real about that, like how much they couldn't stand each other at first. And like, uh, Schneider hit like, uh, Schneider called up to Dio and was like, one of us has got to go and like all this stuff. But, um, but, but the baffling thing, and this really floored me. Schneider said, uh, without any, like, hesitation, that he re-scripts Batman for the Collected Editions. What? Yeah.
2: What do you mean? Oh, yeah. He, 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 he redoes re- dialogue.
0: Oh, that's that's effed
2: up. Isn't that crazy? Why, Why is it effed up, though? Because if you get...
0: Because well, now i got to buy him twice.
2: Well, you, no, because you got your story. Well, wait, how do you not think it's
1: effed up, Mr. Never Forgive Neil Adams for drawing over...
0: Because oh, I... Oh, I'm talking
1: about. Because uh-
2: it's... it's it- I look at it the same way that uh, that uh, Ellis or um, or Fraction would include back matter from the singles. Dude, Did back matter know. is different than changing dialogue. I movies. don't. Wh- how, how much are they changing? Are, are they changing it so that the story is completely different? Yeah, or- we do He cited an
1: example of uh, death death of the family. Right. How he completely changed one of the monologues with Joker because he felt in reading it back that it wasn't didn't have enough gravitas that it wasn't damn it now I gotta go get them friggin' sinkers that's that's whack and DC even said to him when he went to do the changes like dude this is pretty dark and he said look I I wanted this is how I meant it to be and to be very at the outset I didn't I didn't make it dark enough
2: no that's uh, because it's it's the same beef I have with the killing joke when 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 Boland wanted to when when he redid that no that's not crazy yeah that is I mean and it's it's Yeah, there's. It's almost like it's it's a European and American version at that point. You just you you just you're releasing an album edition, so it's one story. Or, but again, you have people who either trade weight, so that's the story you get it. Yeah, you have the people who are getting the single issues; they want that instant gratification. Well, that's the story he's telling right now. That's that's the version you're getting now because you want it right now. It's just I, 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 I
0: I find this whole thing very disturbing. It is because i now i've missed something, and I normally don't care, but when it's stuff that's this good, then it bothers me
1: it's crazy right, I yeah, to be freaked out by that I would, and what freaked me out is he was so nonchalant about it, like he was yeah. just like, yeah, I, he's like I you know, because I guess he was trying to make the point that he's always tweaking and he's never satisfied, and that and I was like, man, I cannot believe that like that hasn't gotten more play like I, holy, I I've I've thought story. at first
2: I thought at first maybe like if if a word balloon was going across two panels or was continuing on the other page and it was just tweaked to fit a panel or something, but if he's just, that's basically rewriting it, then
1: that's, mm. and dude, he, you would have, you would have loved Capullo, David, because he was talking about how he was butting heads with, uh, with Snyder at first and like the first script they got, like Snyder, you know, they, he, Capullo went to print, it was 44 pages for a 20 page book. And <laughs> Capullo's like, nah, 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 this is awesome. like, but uh, but he yeah. was saying that the um you know that when he worked with McFarland it, it was so organic because McFarlane came up you know the Marvel method like light you know like basically he would call him up and say this is what I I need you know four pages of Sam and Twitch you know what I don't care what they're doing I'll I'll write the words in after you do it so he was that's what he was used to and then he said he worked with Kirkman which I guess it had to be um was it what would he have worked with Kirkman on he mentioned working with Kirkman but um I mean it had to be some image book right Hooker yeah.
0: Um, haunt. haunt. Yeah.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he said that he he effed with her Kirkman too because Kirkman's a full script guy, and he said that after the first script, he intentionally sort of drawing the polar opposite of what Robert was doing <laughs> <So that's awesome. laughs> until it got to the point where he was sending him like two page outlines. That is
0: books. awesome. Yeah. And I I actually had prepared what I was going to say to Capullo if I met him, mm-hmm. and I I would just I'd say, brother, you pulled a Rocky. You, you, you really did because you know, like the boxer, he came back. Not that he was down and out, but he was away from the scene for a while. Uh, for a while, like he was working on Haunt. Okay, not a giant book. I, I mean, I loved it, but I mean, and he was away from Spawn for a while, and he just came back and showed everybody that uh, the champion that he was, and he is. He, he just he's conquering, you know. Yes. And I just love the man's work, but damn, I, I wish I got up and close. I wasn't going to stand in that line. There was a huge line to see uh, Snyder and Capullo. That uh, kind of D- DC didn't have a booth. At yeah, it's crazy at, right? the, yeah. at the con. What they did was they would set up these little lemonade stands, like like in the artist alley. Unfortunately, this lemonade stand had a huge amount mm-hmm. of uh, a play, and uh, there was just people just packed in the far end of the uh, artist alley, just waiting to get to Capullo and uh, Schneider. Uh, rightly so, they're great, you know. But that's just weird. Why DC didn't have a booth? Yeah, it really is.
2: I'm, I'm, at this point, I'm guessing it's all just because of um, what they get out of having a booth. Because mm-hmm. if you're going to have, I mean, maybe they kicked the creators some. Maybe they 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 uh, they helped buffer some of the the cost of the table because you had you had tons. Of DC artists all throughout Artist Alley, sure. And and so if if that means that um, that the artist can stay in Artist Alley instead of and I would think that this is a benefit that because how many how many artists did we talk to? You know, we talked to, to Ryan Brown. We talked to Mike Norton. We talked to we we talked to a bunch of people who cringed because they had to leave Artist Alley and try to brave. The main show floor, yeah. because yeah. they had to get to, to to Dark Horse or to Image or to Marvel for a signing, and and it was just it, so if DC can have their little have have their lines at the back of artist alley, and that was that was also great, is that it was in the back, and it wasn't like in the middle of, right. of the main aisle right. of artist alley. So you had you had some signings or in the back row, and and this way people who wanted to see Scott and Gray could do that. um But this way, DC didn't have to invest in a booth and, and the artists can keep doing what they're doing in, in Artist Alley without having to make time for signings.
0: But but don't you think it's nuts that the, the. I do think,
2: yes. It's, it's odd for me to see a convention and not, not have a. But it's not a, it's not a
0: convention. It's, it's, it's one of the big two in their home base that they don't have a booth. That's nuts. What's going on? We're getting all, all breaking up here. Yeah, what was that about? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it's like home base and they don't have a presence at the con. That's just silly. Even- <laughs> Image's booth was colossal and DC none. It just, yeah. it doesn't make any sense.
2: Image should have a nice booth. They and, did! And, and that's the thing, when, when we did, the, for the few minutes we were on the floor Saturday evening because, um, everybody was, an artist alley so the main floor was empty and and so we were able to get up there we walked around um you had the usual you know dudes selling their leather bound journals and swords and <laughs> game tables That's- and then you had the dealers selling the, the the cgc comics but image had a nice booth um very nice booth you had uh the, the previews folks diamond had had a, a decent looking booth. You had, um, there was, uh, uh, who's, oh, um, Boom and, and Devil's Due had a small little spot, but everybody, publishers that were there, I thought were made the most of what was available to them. I, I didn't see any shoddy or crappy looking no. booths. Everybody, basically, they, they, they came prepared. They put on a game face and, and they knew what was up. So, um,
0: in the in the fleeting five minutes we were up on the on the show floor, I was looking for the Avatar booth. I didn't see it. Did you?
2: I did not. No. I can see why DC wouldn't want to have a presence there, depending on how much it costs. But it is it is strange to go to a comic convention and and you have the Marvel booth, you have an Image booth, you have you have a Boom booth, and a Chevrolet booth, as opposed to. In an NBC Universal booth, right, and, and and that's the other thing. I've been giving out the fucking lanyards to people at work, and the lanyards actually say, you know, Dracula on NBC starting October twenty fifth. But yet, it's a Comic Con, and I get it that that's who paid for it. But it part of me still wants to see something comic related if if I'm sporting your goods for the weekend.
0: Um, it is a Comic Con, but I think it's more. It's starting to lean. Well, it's more. It's it's very. It's, it's, it's sa- tipping yeah, towards it's, the San Diego. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, which is why we hooked. We we stayed on in Artist Alley for the majority,
0: and yeah. that was perfectly fine. Uh, it actually was beautiful.
1: So, it really
0: was. Yeah, it really was. So that's uh, so that's a bunch of Friday.
1: Yeah. Now Friday. Um, Friday was uh, just in terms of uh, art. We. I got a bunch. I have an Excalibur Jam, (laughs) and I uh, actually met a new artist, at least new to me. Um, Just to talk about serendipity, about a week before the con, um, I saw a couple people like Stegman and Scotty, who I follow on Kickstarter, back a comics Kickstarter called Headlopper. And I checked it out, and it looked great, so I backed it too. And it's by an artist named Andrew McLean who, as it turns out, was set up at New York Comic-Con, and uh, he and his very fetching uh, significant other, I don't know <laughs> if it was his wife or his girlfriend, I'm sorry. We should have asked, but we didn't. But uh, she's got it going on, clearly. Um, they were very, very cool folks, and they were there, so I had him draw um, a Kyloon on my jam piece, which is great because Kyloon is an esoteric character that most people aren't exactly clamoring to draw. So he was more than willing Um and then, uh, on that jam piece as well, I got two others done over the weekend. Um, three others, sorry, three others. I got a fantastic, uh, Kitty Pride Shadow Cat from Mr. Carrie Randolph, who is now in the lead, uh, tied with Mike Norton for, with, uh, three jam piece squares, uh, in my various jams. Um, I got a fantastic Colossus from Dave Bullock, who, um, David and I talked to at Baltimore, but he was, his list was full by then. So we had talked about, you know, me checking back in in New York, and sure enough, he was able to fit me in this time. He remembered, uh, the Baltimore conversation. And then last, but certainly not least, and I, I think personally, and this is saying a lot because it's got some beautiful pieces on here, my favorite square on the page to date is the, Doug by our good buddy, Mr. Tony Fleece.
2: Good, good buddy. And before we go any further, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: huge, huge, huge congratulations to Tony and Shannon. They are now engaged. Yes. Yay. Yes. And Tony is keeping
1: with all of us in a seemingly, you know, for all the, the, the crap people give uh, geeks and comic book nerds, we seem to have an uncanny ability to marry or be with women. Yeah, he is he
2: is perpetrating that stereotype, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. She is she is Stunning. gorgeous
1: and Stunning. funny and smart and I found her quite, quite awesome to meet and he is damn smart to have locked it up. So
0: As that's, I told him, I said, dude, you're lucky she even looks at you. Seriously.
2: Seriously, dude, yeah. <laughs> and because I mean, when you think about it, the kind of conversations they might have at home. But I mean, he's rolling the My Little Pony money. But I mean, if she's got to come home and he's doing research because you know he's watching the cartoons, I that's that's a a, uh, a good sign of of how strong her character is to be able to to put up with that. But um, dude, that day she
0: had the stockings on.
2: Stop it! Stop I, 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 was like
0: he was talking to us, and it was I all I, I could I do. Not, to, to <laughs> I, I don't know what the fuck
2: he was saying. So hilarious! Uh, no, he, you guys it, are dirty bitches. Uh, yeah, well,
0: come on, but Tony's a great guy. Um,
2: not only that, Doug
0: Lock. He, like I get said he stole the page. You, you don't look at anything else, but it's but Tony's so much Doug color.
1: Lock. He's got. Bunch of different greens. He's got the the blue uniform. of Tons of different yellow and gold to make. You know, that just it's incredible. It really is incredible. I mean, it's 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 uh yeah, it's it's nuts. It's nuts.
0: But the thing about Tony is, I mean, he's a great illustrator. We know that, but a smart dude too. Um, on a, on a wide variety of subjects, not the least of which, uh, pleasingly to Jason, is rap music. The hip hop. The hip hop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. So uh, we're losing David now. I see the, the The pendulum has swung in his direction.
1: Why? He's having technical difficulties?
0: Uh, it's connecting with him. Yeah. Yep. Bummer. This is nuts. This is, uh, for those of you playing at home, this is our second bout of technical difficulties. You don't see it on the back end, uh, but, yeah, Jason got yeah. got bounced earlier, and now David's getting bounced now. Yes, you're right. It's some silly shit. Well,
1: while Dave is trying to reconnect, I'll just go through another jam while we're at it. We mentioned the Inhumans jam. Yeah. And so also – so Mike started me off on that one. Um, I had – as Vince knows, you know, I, I try and – I don't just do squares. I outline, try and put some composition on each page to make it look a little different. So with the Inhumans, I have – I had 11 squares for the characters I wanted, but I left one of them. Uh, instead of outlining it in ink, I left it in pencil, and that's because I wanted Medusa – to whoever was going to draw Medusa, I wanted to have them extend her hair, given her powers you know, beyond the square itself. So uh, our, our good buddy um, Daniel Govar saw the page, and he said to me, who's going to do Medusa? And I said, well, whoever does Medusa has to hook it up with the hair. And he said, can I do Medusa? And I had had uh, Daniel do an incredible storm on my X-Men jam, at Baltimore, so I knew he would hook it up. So um, I said, you're, you're the man, do it up. So he killed it. Like, the hair goes all throughout the entire jam piece. It's incredible. It's almost like a full commission unto itself. Yeah,
0: it's nuts.
1: And so he set the bar, and as you pointed out, and you know, one of the nice things about the jams is if you can get the first one or two squares really jump off, if you can get them real jump off and get guys to kill it, then it really sets the bar for the rest because guys see other other artists and that competitive nature comes oh, in. Oh,
0: sure, sure. And you noticed oh, that, right. that if um, the first couple artists stick with just um, black ink, the rest of the commissions will kind of be in line with, with the, the previous images. Yes. Where, whereas if the first couple guys go full color, everyone expects that, to, to proceed in full color. So it's depending... It, the initial stages of a jam piece are very, very, very important. It sets the tone for the entire piece.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And then the other two squares I was able to get done in Humans were uh, Ramon Perez did Triton and Alessandro Vitti did uh, a, a Gorgon for me. And uh, Alessandro's a, a really nice guy. He and his wife were, uh, were here and he doesn't he neither he nor his wife speak much english Mm -hmm. but they were very very sweet and uh he's a guy that people need to watch out for i mean he's done big two books now for a bunch of years you know he's done uh red lanterns recently and he did uh uh secret avengers or not secret avengers um
0: secret avengers i'm not sure uh he, yeah,
1: it's, it's, I know it's something I've read uh, at Marvel, but, so he's been doing big two books, but I, I don't know that he's yet, yet a household name, but he is phenomenally talented. Yeah, those and, Red uh,
0: Lantern pages were outstanding.
1: Yeah, so keep an eye out for him, for sure. Um, probably the, the, the most, um, nerve wracking jam was the, I started a Weapon X jam this, um, this con, and, I had thought that I was going to be able to get Raphael Albuquerque to draw on it. And this was one of those Thursday things where I knew Albuquerque wouldn't have a very big window of of opportunity. So I went right to his table. I have bought some Albuquerque artwork in the past. So that was my entree. I had exchanged some emails with him. I reminded him of those. He remembered me. I brought the pages out that I had bought from him to sign. Things were going well. I pull up my jam and say, hey, um, this is the jam piece I talked to you about. And he was like, Oh, I don't have time for that. <laughs> so, so, so I was like, "Oh, all right, uh, okay, cool, man." You know, well, thanks for everything and all that. Um, and then this is our uh, Paolo, Paolo Buffiore, who who runs Cadence Comic Art that we've talked about many times. Um, not only is he a fantastic art rep, but he is a good friend. And um, we were chatting, and, and he reps Raphael. And so Paolo asked me how things were going. I relayed the story to him, and without hesitation, he said, "Give me the page." And I said what? He's like, just give me the page. So I <laughs> gave him the page, and he marched right over Raphael and said, "You need to do this jam piece." And Raphael said, no, my list is full." He's like, "This is for a friend. You need to do it." And so he, Albuquerque, he jumped off my Weapon X with a killer Wolverine.
0: You pulled it. I'm telling Dad. I didn't.
1: I didn't intend to. Uh, <laughs> no, I know,
0: but I mean, that's how it worked out.
1: Yeah, it is how it worked out. So, <laughs> so, uh, and then, and then, uh, and then, Michael Walsh, um, the incomparable artist behind the Zero. Number one that we talked about last week, and the newly announced artist on Secret Avengers, congratulations! Um, did a saber tooth on that jam as well. Yeah. So,
0: and as some people on the forum have reported, and we got to saw we get to see. Up close and personal, the uh, pages from zero number one with the uh, the afterglow pages—I'd like to call them the ones with the yes. nudity—that was done after the fact because his original pages they both have they their uh, their undies on. You don't see any of the na- na- nasty True. bits. Right. Uh, that's cool. That's cool. It's like you know you get to see how the sausage is made, as, yes. c- as Chris would say. Correct. Yep. So keeping it alive, even though he's not here. Yes. But we got to tell him about. Uh, yes. Was it Friday night? We went f- to the the diner. The
2: no, no, that was uh, that was Saturday night. Saturday night, night. We went to uh, Jigs. Jigs. Jigs.
0: Yeah, well, that's what I'm talking about. J- well, no, Jigs. the pub. See, I, I kind of call. Wings. Yeah. So.
2: Jigs is a
1: little little Irish dive bar.
0: Jason, you tell it because you're the one who uh, experienced the most pain.
1: Well, Jigs is a place that uh, in my town it's a little Irish uh, like you know bar slash pub. And uh, just a local hangout, very inexpensive, you know, one of those great little local finds. So on the way back Friday, uh again we were keeping it low key. Uh we'd all spent a pretty decent chunk of change buying art and whatnot that we'll get to as we progress. So I uh I said let's swing by Jigs, you know, we'll get some sandwiches, some burgers and whatnot. But one of the things Jigs is known for is fantastic buffalo wings. And I'm a bit of a pussy, so I always get the medium. You don't have to say that. And they're delicious. But uh, you know Vince likes the spice, so there are mild, medium, hot, and then what? Suicide. Suicide. Yeah. Suicide. So Vince orders the suicidal nonchalant shit, and uh, they arrive, whatever. And uh, you know we all got our food. David's hooking his thing up. He's got a burger. I'm eating my wings. They're good. Roland got some wings. He's eating those. They're good. And you get
0: your suicide wings. Yeah, and the sauce on my suicide wings was probably around ten times thicker. Yeah, and more then like the, paste. it was like paste. It was like yeah. lumpy, lumpy paste. Um, so you're munching them. Yeah,
1: and I'm watching you, and you seem to be enjoying your wings exactly like I'm enjoying my wings. They were good. So I say, Vincent, is it, is it hot? And you're like, No, no. Nah, it's okay. you're like, It's good. It's, it's not too hot though. I'm like really? I'm like all right. I'm like, Let me try one. So you hand me a wing. I bite into it. It's as though I <laughs> entered the seven depths of hell. <laughs> I mean, my lips f- turned inside out, were flayed open, and had like worse <laughs> being shot into the open flesh. It was, <laughs>
0: they weren't that hot. It was
1: absurd. I was, t- I was literally crying, people. I was literally crying. He so was. His eyes got all red. Vince like, was sitting was there
0: hot. eating them like it was candy. Like the chronic. I am baffled. Yeah. Well, to David's credit, he had one. Yep. Yeah. And and he did. Uh, did you think they were hot?
2: They were hot. Uh, my, my lips felt it more than anything else. Yeah, um, I,
0: I think Roland my, had one, too, didn't he?
2: No, I think Roland was just sticking with his hot. Oh, okay. I had one of Roland's hot, um, so I got to go from um, mild to, to extreme.
0: But I'm, I'm telling you, that that dude on Man Versus Food, what's his name? The be- before he, when he used to do Man versus Food, and then he quit and he got all skinny. That the the curly haired guy. What's his yeah, name? Yeah, I know who you mean. I could definitely best him in a in a a spicy eating contest. No, no question. Because he gets all visual and he's banging the table and he's sweating. But that's don't don't be a girly man. I, I could definitely definitely eat eat him under the table with hot food. I know it. You no, know I, I, I I'm, confident. Know it. I'm confident. I'm confident I could do it. But anyway, yes. J- Jason's nose is all running. And he's dying, <laughs> dude. That was that was pretty cute. I had a good time.
1: Absolutely dying.
2: Now, Friday is is the day that um. You had Mateo work on the jam piece, right? Or was it Saturday? Uh, it was Friday. Yeah. Okay, because <laughs> when we went um, when we were making the rounds and and made it back to um, essential. My, while Jason was getting more art and, and, um, filling up all the squares, I was just kind of, um, talking to anyone who I, well, I basically felt like talking to. And I was, I was lucky enough to just shoot the shit for a little bit with, um, with Klaus Jansen. Yes. Um, and I, to me, that, that is, I, when we talk about, you know, this being, a convention where I think, you know, we flat out had the most fun and, and just, it was just a relaxing environment. I mean, yes, it was, it was crowded and, and, and there were a lot of people there, but I mean, as far as, as us inside the convention with, with what, whatever plan we had, um, and not overdoing it, after hours and, and things like that, but just inside the, the, the walls of the Javits Center, I think the reason why for me it was one of my most memorable and most enjoyable cons in in a good long while. Because love C two E two, I thought Baltimore was an absolute blast, but after a while, you kind of just go through the motions and, and you say hi to the usual people and and you, you have an agenda, but you're just you're still. You feel like you're you're there, just not really for yourself. So, or at least sometimes I do. But this this time, I uh, especially after not doing so much of it last year, Um I just wanted to to talk to people. I just yeah. wanted to either either pick their brains or just because it's. It, it, as I was driving home, I was thinking, you know, I don't know, I'm 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 not about to back. Murphy's Kickstarter to go draw in, in in Maine, so I'm not really going to be able to hang out with with Jansen anytime soon. So if if an opportunity comes up or I can talk to Klaus or bring up some obscure character that Jason never heard of to Alex Saviak, I'm going to kind of <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm gonna I'm I might well see the thing with with, with Saviek, though that was I was I didn't want to it sounded Meaner than I intended it to, so I had to kind of dig myself out of a hole. So I threw myself a lifeline and and, and it just went into a different direction. But, mm-hmm. um,
0: James you know. is making the googly eyes because oh, he was we, just we, like, We out. He's like, he's on, like son. Yeah, we, I know. we were talking to Alex for about 20 no, hot, hot minutes. About 20 was, minutes,
2: was, I would say 10, but okay, yeah, well, it seemed like. It well, fun. no, was, it, it, was, it was
0: fun because he was getting into the whole, <laughs> yeah. um, with the syndicated strip and who okay. got what art, and and um, he would get like there were, of of the five days he would get like say, two, and then um,
2: yeah, it goes it goes it uh two for, Savio, two for Jocinet, and and one for Stan. Yeah, and
0: you know damn well that Stan would place the big character beats on the fifth day the uh, art I that he would get
2: too much credit for that but yeah I'm, but
0: whatever um and so we're talking about that and about uh Synet and all that stuff and it, and it's going on jason's should, like jason starts to bob and weave you know he starts to get all antsy and he's moving around and then david mentioned
2: well no because you you did the intro yeah and he said he said well this isn't this is this isn't for like some porno thing, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I kind of threw the remark out there, like, oh, isn't it just like an artist, especially from from someone from his time, to to try to find out the work he just did, where it's going to be. Basically, you didn't sign a contract, dude, so you should have luck. So, right? I was, I I had to try to kind of clean it up, and I was like, hey. I used to love those airwave backups, except for when Coletta inked. it. and then he was talking about, and that's when his eyes lit up because He's he got like Coletta's run, the Godfather of children. He was like, no, but he was just <laughs> like, he was like, well, I kind of had to, I I had to put up with some inkers because I knew I would eventually get the inkers I wanted on my work, like like Giacoya, like Giordano, and um, and then I don't know how the hell he ended up getting into this Superman story that was commissioned by it was, you know. DC paid him, but it was for um, a German publication, and then eventually that became an annual or, or a two-parter, and so he had to do a split. And it just and it spiraled into something else. And at that point, yeah, I was, did. like I was, I, I was like, is this, this, this parachute is a backpack, and I was just like, it, it, was, <laughs> it was like this. I'm like, no, you're right. And, and it was a, it was a young lady standing in front of his table, all while we were talking to him. So I didn't know. I was kind of like,
0: she was nodding though; she knew what we were talking huh? about. So yeah.
2: I was like, I don't know if we interrupted something or if, you know, so I'm just like trying to get them back together, but it was, it was, we were able to, I was able to remove myself from the situation with, with uh, minimal damage, but it was, it, but still it's, it's, that is definitely a conversation that I'm not going to forget anytime soon. Yeah. So I, I, I'm glad I had the time to do that. When I was talking to, to Klaus, it was the difference between, um, working with Romita these days compared to Miller. Back on the Daredevil and Dark Knight days, and how did Dark Knight even came about, and and how it um, it morphed from what it originally was um, was pitched as, and and how Giordano was was ins- instrumental in in having that break the format by having that prestige or what became known as the Dark Knight format. But the prestige yeah. format, and he wanted it to be something different, and and um, you know, so we would. It was just, it was a fantastic conversation i having
0: to do yeah the, um Jansen is a man of principles and limits uh he was one of the very very few um people there we approached to for a um uh an and uh what is am it, i an intro a bumper a bumper and he didn't want to do it he's it's, like he's like no nah, he like nah, i'm not very About, good at stuff well, like that i don't want to do an it interview yeah, he said we'll do an interview, but I don't want to do a uh, an impromptu bumper. He said I like I like to plan things out. And it's just like wow. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? Like th- what a contrast from his inking style where it looks like, you know what I mean, like it's very free, very loose. He, the the man is drastically different from what I can tell th- as in comparison to his his artistic style, but um, again, like I mentioned uh, when when David was talking to him and he mentioned Dick Giordano and Dark Knight Returns, and I said, y- you know, y- you must sleep really well at night knowing that that you uh, made a mark on on the medium by working on one of the landmark uh, pieces of art. And he's uh, and and he, he giggled. He's just like what. I, I said Dark Knight was a, a landmark work and then the same thing with Jeff Darrow. We were talking to Jeff Darrow and self deprecating to yeah. the extreme. Yeah. He's like, My work is shit. I hate my work. It's terrible. Look at the we're looking through his portfolio and every like every piece was nicer than the next. He had this yeah. gigantic landscape image of Godzilla, um Gamera and King Kong. And it was gorgeous. And I'm like, I I, I don't know how I'm going to walk away not buying that. That is a beautiful piece of art. And he goes, that's terrible. I hate that thing. And I I was like, you got to wonder how much of that is just an act. Because when you're as good as Jeff Darrow, how could you not see it? Mm -hmm. You know? And he just, I mean, every chance he got, he cut himself down. I was like, come on, son. You're great. (laughs) You, and and David congratulated him on Shaolin Cowboy coming out, and he's like, "Oh, it's horrible. Why why would you why would you look at?" I was like, "Dude, come on." Yeah, his was,
1: work was. If it wasn't for the size, like you said, Vince. I mean, I have a pretty big Atoya that can hold, you know, stuff that's even larger than a typical comics page, right. and the stuff he, he had wouldn't have even fit in that. Oh, yeah. yeah, I came, That's the only thing
0: I came close to buying that image, but for that very reason, it, it wouldn't fit. In, in anywhere, and I would not have gotten it home in one piece. Yeah, no, it would have been. It but have it, been, but yeah. it was it was relatively inexpensive. I mean, it was it was yeah know, for the for what you got, it was it was very very reasonably priced.
2: And while we were talking to Jeff, um, Jeff, Darrow, Frank Show was there, and and it was a an awkward
0: moment, a <laughs> little
2: bit. Yeah, yeah. It didn't it didn't sound me on on Show as I as I replayed in my head. Wait, but there was. was? yeah i I wanted to shake his hand but he was holding on to the the country time lemonade and he didn't want to put it down and Darrow was like well i'll take it so i don't know if we were supposed to trying to do a fist bump or if so i was just like i don't don't remember that yeah Yeah. because you were on you were on my left and you and roland were looking through the portfolio so it was it was one of the and vince was on my right but it was it was interesting it was when it it was around that moment where um when Darrow was talking to the young lady about uh and her father <laughs> and so yeah so it was so it was, that was the kind of point where we were just like oh yeah we'll 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 come back and look at the yeah
0: early. hot blonde i was thinking about you really <laughs> i'm thinking about her right now
1: of course yeah fine yeah,
0: she, yeah. she was boring <laughs> but yeah cho was not very forthcoming oh well that's not unlike the biggest surprise of the convention a man who was extremely forthcoming, more than I thought he ever would be, was Jim Chung. Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, Jimmy Chung. Chung was there and surprisingly was not mobbed. I mean, there, so was, was, Mark
2: there was No, not at that point. He yeah, there was right.
0: a, there was a steady flow and it was Jim Chung and the next to him was Mark Morales.
2: Well, it was it was early Saturday,
0: right? Um, and Cho had um, not Cho. Um, Chung had original art, and again, like McGinnis, I thought. God, this is going to be like astronomically priced. It was not the case.
1: Was not the case. So you guys
0: just tell the story.
1: Well, um, I mean, we were just chatting him up, kind of joking with him a little
2: bit. Well, and and Mark Morales was, was standing next to him, who I know that yeah, that's who I was pretty much. I was mostly shooting the shit with, and that was another one I was talking about technique and and what. Um, Congrats to
1: him. He and his wife just had a baby.
2: Oh, um, nice! Mazel
1: Tov. But, you know, we were, yeah, we, you you know, we, we had both, David and I had both spoken to Mark over the years at different times. So we knew him a little bit, but we were talking to Jimmy and he was, he was real cool. Like, like Vince said, he was, he, he didn't have a crowd. So we were just making small talk with him. And, uh, we were actually joking with him about how, you know, we, we told him the story about how I've tried to be on his list for how many years. And it's just this point of running joke and everything. And, uh, he, he, he was very smooth. Like he, he took it all in stride, you know, like he didn't, uh, he didn't like, he wasn't embarrassed by that story, but he also wasn't like, oh, dude, let me hook you up. You know, he was very much like. <laughs>
0: oh, he knows how good he is. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: But, um, but you know, like you said, he, he we were standing there, he said, oh, hey, I, you know, I have pages from, uh, you know, here with me if you want to look at them. And first he pulled like a binder, and binder was, um, again, the guy is so organized. It was a binder. Of, uh, of, of, uh, probably like digest, not digest size, uh, maybe what? like
2: uh, copy paper, like eight and a half by Yeah, length. I
1: guess copy paper, right? And they were, they were copies of, of his work in, in a binder so you didn't have to get your grubby fingers all over it. And I was leafing through it, and then I realized that the binder he gave us was, was of, of his covers, which, you know, as you might expect are, you know, multiple <laughs> right, thousands right? of dollars. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So I was like, okay, well, yeah. So this, so I was like, do you, you know, do, do you have anything else? And and he said, uh, yeah, yeah. And and then he actually pulls out like actual pages, <laughs> and there was pages from a few Young Avengers, not many. That that was what I was originally looking at. And then, you know, we're kind of going through. And then he's like, oh, real casually, he's like, oh, I have Infinity pages too. <laughs> we're like, see you now, gotta, while you what, were what? doing
2: all that? Mm-hmm. I was I was talking to Mark and going through his portfolio. Oh, that's. That, before we got to Chung, we both stopped at Morales, because you were looking through the first binder, and then you looked at the second binder that had, um, from that, whatever ridiculous, whatever story that, that Bianchi did with Wolverine and, and Sabretooth, and, oh, yeah. um, the, uh, but the, the top binder, once you slid over closer to, to Jim's side, I held on to Mark's binder with, Infinity pages from the first issue and from the Free Comic Book Day portion of it. Yeah. So go ahead. Uh, Well, so
1: he he said, "Oh, I have Infinity pages," and we're like, "Oh, okay. Well, sure, we'd love to look at those." And uh, some other dude at that point had come up and was looking through the Infinity pages and like just manhandling them. And you know, who's to say? But I got the sense the guy wasn't like in no way actually interested in buying a page.
0: No, he wasn't. Um,
1: You know, he was sort of like. He just didn't look at, and and it was kind of like making me freak out because I didn't know how Jim wasn't freaking out because like people are like touching the pages and I'm like, dude, like I wouldn't let people touch these fucking pages because they weren't even in like a binder, they weren't you know covered in plastic. Right, right. But um, but I was like, hey, dude, you know, as you're done looking at them, can I look at them? So he was handing them off to me, and sure enough, we started looking through them, and uh, there were no prices on it, of course. So I was like, oh, hey, you know, there's no prices on these, and Jim said, oh, I have them here on my phone. You know, just uh, tell me what pages and I'll t- look up the price. So I'm thinking, like, oh, here we go, you know. So, uh, so lo and behold, you know, ask a price and it wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. So then I ask another price, wasn't too bad. So I'm like, huh. So we start going through. Next thing you know, there's three or four pages that I'm loving that aren't too bad. And, uh, <laughs> and then Vince is paying attention. David's paying. Attention, we're all like, huh? Like this is doable. So. Long story long, you know, uh, I end up, uh, plunking down some coin on a Jimmy Chung page. So I finally, finally fulfilled my, my Jimmy Chung. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, quest. And it is, um, it's, it's, uh, it's from Infinity number one, page 42. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's the, um, it's the page where you have big, giant close ups of all five members of the, uh, of the, of the Cull Obsidian. Thanos's you know uh, new lieutenant
2: I'd say it was their their intro because it's it's their headshots where he's introducing each of what everybody's name is, yeah yeah, yeah', and yeah. It's the
1: first appearance, yeah, so it's gorgeous, and it's you know they're big you know we're put it this way if it was if this exact layout was of five avengers, you know the page would have probably been three grand, you know what I mean, um but since it's it's you know villains that we may or may not ever see again after this event. It was much more reasonable than that. You know, not inexpensive, but but again, you know, I've been wanting a Jimmy Chung page for a long
0: time. Yeah. I have a so, feeling some of them are going to stick around.
1: I do too. And I got to tell you something. I have deep regret in retrospect of not buying more than one page while I was there. <laughs> I knew it. I knew yeah. it. Yeah, at those prices, it, yeah. I know, but um, there was the one of Black Bolt I should have bought because it, it yeah, it was freaking he awesome. had
0: the page where Black Bolt rips off the arm of the
1: outrider. Of the yeah. outrider. And it's yeah. It's full it's basically a full page like it's like
2: 80% of the pages is black bolt
1: yeah. like and, he's,
2: and and he's got yeah oh that page yes absolutely and then there's the page with um with with the illuminati and the skulls of the illuminati mm. or, or black bolt's wives um
0: And he was, also had the page the very last page of infinity number 1 with cap addressing the assembled heroes that was a bit pricey.
1: Yes yeah, that he, was yeah yeah. So, again, so I finally have a Jimmy Chung page. I'm beaming. I'm, I'm hooking it up. But I was not to be alone that weekend. Uh-huh. I was not to be the only one of our crew to come back with a
2: Jimmy Chung page. We, uh, <laughs> I, because I was, um, talking to Mark for so long, um, it, was, it didn't feel like it was obli- out of obligation, but I did want to. What I did feel was ob- out of obligation was letting him know that I need to make sure I can. By this page, one page that I kept going back to, like that Aparo page. But it, this one, I, I'm, I'm flipping through the portfolio. I go back to this page. I flip through another couple pages. I go back to this first page, and it is, and the reason I keep looking at it is because the outriders freak me the fuck out, and yeah. this is this is their it's the first appearance when he when when he lands on Titan and and Corvus Glaive Addresses him and, and, he and Genuflex. That's and the
0: greatest panel on that thing.
2: So he and then they have that one middle panel at the bottom which is just a close up of the head. And I'm I'm looking I'm like, all right, well this and, and the price is just like I can't believe it. And and
0: stupid cheap.
2: It was it, it really right, was I mean, yeah. for 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 that for a chung running.
0: For
1: you got a page of Jimmy Chung art for less than we know for a fact some of our buddies have paid for Jimmy Chung
2: Head, lose, uh, yeah. head sketch. Yep. Yeah. Uh so this I'm I'm and so I call the boss, wife mm-hmm. says, uh yeah, all right. Okay, sure. And and uh so I go back to Mark and I, I tell him I'll take it. And um he signs it to you, me you did. And, and Mark and, and Jim signs it and and it as I was again, as I was driving home. And Sunday night I'm thinking about it. Not only is it the first appearance of the Outrider, it's the first appearance of Corvus Glaive. And it is the first page of Infinity because it's the first page of the free comic book day edition. And it's the first proper page from Infinity number one once you get past the recap from yes. New Adventures. Yep. Yes. So I have the first page of Infinity. That's yeah. Awesome. I was I was so
0: happy for Baller. you when you bought that. So happy. Me I
2: could. Too. I I thought it was just for the one thing, but then but yes. I so now, again, and this was, I, I know Jason has his game plan, especially with the jam pieces. But aside from talking to folks, I didn't know what I'd be. I'm not coming home with books, so I didn't know what I'd be coming home with. But <laughs> right. That's not true. I did come home with a book, but I'm not. Um, I didn't know if I'd be getting any art. I wasn't... This is... Never say never because of the way comics are produced these days, but this is the most I've paid for a page for myself. It is the most I feel comfortable paying with a modern-day non-lettered page. But it's still... I still know where this... Where this page is from, where, what was happening, and, and so it's not like I have to figure out, it's not like it's an old John Burner Paul Smith X-Men page that may not have letters on it, Where I gotta figure out where it is. It, it, this, so there's, it, it, it hits all my criteria as to, you know, pages that I'd wanna own, but like Jason and, and Roland, which will tell, it, it is, it's a, uh, I can mark off, you know, I own, Oh, original, It's, Jim it's a Chuck prestige
0: art. piece, a Piece, it really is. Um, first page of infinity, come on. and I was considering buying a Chung, I love his work, but my tastes tend to be a little more extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, and I, I wouldn't feel comfortable dropping um, whatever on a Jim Chung page, even though it's gorgeous. I mean, I would like to have it, but I don't need to have it
2: right yeah. see now I was we, we were on the other side of the of the, of the con against the wall um, Quapel had right. some pages right and he had some gorgeous pages from Thor but I was looking through the House of M binder and, and I would Renee really likes House of M and one of her favorite moments is towards the end of the series where Peter is is all broken up because he lost Gwen again. And Luke Cage and Spider-Man are chilling on on a roof ledge. And basically Luke is just telling Peter, you know, man up. Grow a set. Move yeah. on. We all got to end. So I hate that Rene, page. <laughs> Rene loves that. So I was looking for that page. And I told her this morning that, uh, you know, even though this page from Infinity may not impress her, uh, I was looking for any page that Quapel may have had with Misty Knight on it from House of M. And she goes, see, now that – I told her, I said, I would have loved to have surprised you with that. She goes, yeah, that that I wouldn't have minded if you came home with that.
0: Yeah. Well, but, we, we all have our tastes, right? Well, we, we do. We do. <laughs> and
2: and we – um after – what was interesting is that after we left Chung, and, and I – you know, you could see the wheels turning – in Roland's head yeah. because A a not, not one to be left out because you know if it, it's Jim Chung and, and he saw what these prices were just like we did so if he's going to jump on it but while while he's doing that um, we well we spent a good time good long time and I was quite happy to do it because of what his other profession is when he's not writing we talked to Andy Lanning for quite a bit yeah we did um, and he told us, he gave us some secrets about the set on, on Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. Needless uh, to
0: say, the diehards will be very pleased.
2: Especially if you're having the only diehards. Yep. Yes. Uh, but he had, he had, he, he basically, he was calling it a Black Friday sale, although there may have been one page in particular, especially one that I, right, one that I showed Jason. I held off for Jason to check out. Uh, it wasn't much of a discount there, but basically, uh, because, Andy is, is repped by the artist's choice. Um, he bas he went over to the dealer, grabbed all his artwork and basically, you know, just marked them down because he hasn't looked at them since he gave them. So, um, I'm flipping through a few pages. He had a double page spread from an Ultraverse book with hard case. He couldn't remember the character. He's like, Oh, I was calling the guy hardcore with hard case on it, <laughs> penciled by Brian Hitch, inked by Andy Lanning, for amazingly 350 bucks.
0: That's a double-page spread.
2: Yeah. And, I mean, he had a few double-page spreads. He had... What that um,
0: Aquaman thing that he had? He had a double-page spread of Aquaman that he said took him two days to ink.
2: Well, because it was uh, I, I, Ivan Reist.
0: Yep. It was uh, uh, Atlantis with the fountains and the buildings yeah, and, the, and the shadows. And he was had
2: a ton. He had from... From uh the Craven's daughter storyline, but also from Astonishing X Men, he had he had inks over uh, Phil Jimenez. Mm-hmm. Um, Lanny had a bunch of just pages of art, kind of like what I was looking through when when I was talking to Rubenstein back in, in Baltimore. But we we talked to him for a bit, and we were also talking to. Well, I was talking to Scott Hanna while Jason was talking to Tom Rainey. I love
0: and, that stuff.
2: And Rainey's style is—he's another one who just you see his work and and that's cuz i i did i did like that i like the art from civil war the return mm-hmm. um
0: and, and ranny had tons of pages from uh the hunted too
2: yeah from the hunted from uh from well the the book that the page that, that jason bought um he had he, Oh, and that was the other thing. Laning also had Mike McComb pages from Amazing Spider-Man, which they, they killed me. But, um, so while I'm shooting the shit with Scott Hanna, Jason's talking to Tom Rainey. Lo and behold, here comes Roland with his plural multiple. Mm-hmm. big Thomas. <laughs> what a bastard but he is. Well, he had to buy one to show me up and, and buy a page to show you up. So, that's yeah. awesome though.
0: That, that he gets... I, mean, I mean, God, absolutely. absolutely yeah. God I love it, him.
2: Oh, but see, that's the thing. It's like, now, now I actually know people, and that's the thing. He, he's a buddy, so I'm happy that I know somebody who who appreciates this and actually owns it. It's not like you know, oh, I hated that that guy
0: got those. Papers. But I mean, between oh, between the three of you, we, uh, the EOC family, owns 10 percent of Infinity Number One.
2: Right, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah,
0: but uh, yep. uh, no grass under Mister Woods' Rolling Stone. While we're talking, to Andy Lanning, Wood. Gets the jam right. piece done. That's right. And well,
1: right. So, so I was. You guys were talking to him, and like you said, he was like giddily animated with you guys. Because I was actually talking to Todd Nock. That's right. Yeah, I was talking to Todd Nock, who was sitting next to him, and um, we were making a small talk. And then you, I saw you guys just going crazy, and Andy was sitting in between Todd Nock and theoretically Rob Liefeld, <laughs> but Rob wasn't <laughs> the there for Christ the last two years of the show. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I came over because you guys were so excited, and that's when you told me he was. Had all these pages and everything, and uh, and then that got us talking. And I said, Andy, I said, you know, um, by the way, I do these jam pieces, and one of them I'm I'm doing, you would get a kick out of. I would think it's it's a Guardians of the Galaxy jam piece that's inspired by the characters from your run of it. And I said, I said let like me show you. And beat. he's like, oh great. And then I realized, oh wait, I don't have the page with me. It's being worked on by another guy we got to meet this weekend. Yes, and fantastic, and a listener, and that's Mr. Mark Laming who, of course, is the incomparable artist of the book that Vince just discussed uh, last week. And uh, what's the name of it, Vince? King's
0: Watch. <laughs> King's Watch.
1: King's Watch, thank you. They okay, we talked about. Yeah, King's Watch. And then before that, the, uh, the Apes books with, uh, with Gabe and Karina. Um, so uh, Mr. Lamming was was finishing up a major victory on my Guardian's page, which he did a fantastic job. Um, I also, over the course of the weekend, got a um, Gamora from Marcio Takara, uh, an awesome, as-planned uh, Cosmo, the Cosmic the Cosmonaut dog, from Gabriel Hardman. Uh, and then, as you said, I like, oh, hold on, let me go get the page. And I, I ran to Mark's table, got the page, brought it back, showed it to him. Just I just wanted to show it to him just because I thought he'd get a kick out of it. And as you alluded, their Rocket Raccoon had not been drawn yet. So he says, do you want me to draw the Rocket Raccoon? I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> so, and then the, the funniest part of it is, you know, I, as Vincent, I have reference for all, everything. Although, again, it's not that Andy needs reference for Rocket Raccoon. But Dan, if he doesn't pull out reference, only it's not mine, he That's- pulls out the Scotty Young Rocket Raccoon <laughs> cover from the New York Comic Con uh, variant that they're giving away yeah. or selling giving away, and I'm like ain't that a pisser
0: yeah because so, you were gonna have Scotty do rocket raccoon on your page, I was right? hoping
1: to yeah, yeah, yeah yeah um so Andy freaking landing the man who has who brought helped bring back the these characters to life um drew my rocket raccoon on my on my jam piece Yeah, so. and
0: Andy also had the uh con exclusive rocket raccoon plush. Yeah, which did, which did. was a lot bigger than I thought it would be.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was real nice. Yeah, real and
0: nice, it, yeah. I think there was only like two hundred or I, however I many right. of them made, and they they yep. were all gone. Yeah, yeah. I would have bought that. There you go. But anyway, he did a great job on your on your Rocket Raccoon. But as as Roland comes back and with his two Jim Chung pages, we shimmy on over to Jerome Opena's, uh side of the room. And we're looking through his book, and wouldn't you know it, he has pages from Infinity number four. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Which they, again,
2: I, we had to be careful because Jason hadn't read it at that point. Right. True, right. true. Have yeah. you read it yet? Yes, yes. yes. Okay, But now,
0: um, we were, um, I was astonished to learn that they shoot um, right. Opena's pencils, and, and his yeah, work is right not inked. Pencils. Yeah.
1: Right. I didn't know that. I, yeah, I did know that, and, and and again, they're beautiful, but just for my personal preference, I I don't like bu- buying just pencil pages right. because they just don't pop on the wall. To right.
0: Me. Well, you're right; they don't. Um, but,
1: which is, you know, um, which is to say nothing of how gorgeous the pages are. Right. But Roland, as it turns out, as David <clears throat> mentioned, prefers type pencils. Yes. So he was like a pig in poop. Yeah. And uh, and he bought.
2: And they Just, are tight pencils. Oh, oh, yeah. they are, yeah, they're they're ridiculous. ridiculous, yeah. What you see on the page of Infinity, is uh, that is what Jerome drew. Now, but
1: Jer- Jerome is this super quiet, unassuming guy, oh, yeah. and he's clearly one of those guys. Whereas like, Jim Chung is at a point in his career where he's not at all pompous, but he's very confident. Like He clearly he's understands yeah. his place in the industry he's and that like, he's sought after. I got, I got after. this, yeah. Yeah, and I would say Scotty's like that, right? I mean, guys, they sort of know, you know, Stegman's like that now, like you know, they know. I mean, they get lines, they you know, they kind of know what their deal is, and uh, and you know, again, they're not they're not dicks about it, but they they understand, you know, that that they've kind of you know, they've they've got a market. Whereas Jerome, in spite of seemingly being at the top of his game, is just one of those guys that's like, who me? You know, he just really was just kind of stunned at the yeah. attention he's been getting. Um, but uh, but yeah, he he had the pages there, and uh, and, and it's just. Uh, Roland picked a gorgeous one, um so you know dude, dude Roland's I hope he gets through customs okay, because he's bringing back to Australia Serious? a lot yeah, of freaking yeah. beautiful art
0: well, uh to be precise, Openia had the pre and post hammer sequence Yes. he he had the uh page where Thor launches the hammer into space and that's the page. That uh, our buddy Roland bought. Yes, he also had the post hammer sequence where hammer where it where it plunges through the midsection of. Uh, I hope of, you read it. Well, I mean, uh, let's hope. Spoiler. Um, <laughs> yeah, wh- you wh- should say spoiler. Spo- spoiler warning. Uh, yeah. If you haven't read Infinity Four, go forward like two minutes. Skip forward a couple <laughs> minutes. Um, <laughs> where, where the hammer plunges through the midsection of the builder. The which was a page that was roughly four times the cost yeah. of the page of the pre-launch page. And while Roland was standing there completing the transaction, a man came up and paid for that page in cash. In cash. Yep. Cash money. And it was. It was a lot of cash. It was not cheap. Yeah. It was it like was a, it was like like big roll money yeah. stacks. <laughs> it It was more than a grand. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah, and and this man just walked away with it, and good for him because that, to me, I I said it when we were talking about Affinity Number Four, that sequence is definitely one of the all time great Thor moments. I think it's it's just a it's just a perfect sequence, and that 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 man owns a piece of of Thor history. That 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 ranks up there with with the 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 beats of the Simonson run. I think. So, good for him. But Roland has the the piece that instigated it. It couldn't come back unless he launched it, right? That's you know, great. you know, we st- the uh, f- even more specific when and, Thor uh, leans in and he talks to the hammer, yep. Roland owns that page.
2: Yeah. Yep. And like Roland said, he knows he knows what the hammer's doing when it comes back. So oh he, yeah. He owns the page where he throws it. And he knows what's going to happen next, so he's good.
0: A lot of great pages bought this this weekend. Lots.
2: Yeah, I mean,
1: um so in addition to the jam piece squares that I've already talked about, um I went a little crazy, I have to say. Yeah, you did. <laughs> um well first I had some commissions that were prearranged, like full size commissions. Um I including um uh a uh full size taskmaster by Mr Aaron Cooter, our buddy oh, so who nice. is having a blast doing action comics for by the way, for those wondering. I love talking uh, to him. I know, you love, he's your boo. Um, uh, I also, uh, received from a prearranged, Mr. Daniel Govar did a fantastic Domino versus Taskmaster, uh, commission for me. Well, for uh,
2: most of the con, he said he did. <laughs> uh, we, we weren't quite sure if we'd ever see it.
1: Fa- fair enough, fair enough. He did, he did make good on it though. Um, uh, also a, uh, Marcio Takara, Wolverine commission uh, which uh, again was terrific uh, and then last but certainly not least a full full sized fully colored uh, commission of Taskmaster vs. the Black Widow by uh, Mr. Bad Karma himself Jeremy Hahn who was fantastic to see and was great to meet his wife so those are the commissions that I got but uh, the fun didn't stop there because uh, I bought a little bit of art a little something something <laughs> Um, as, as we already talked about, the, the, you know, certainly the, uh, the Jim Chung piece is a highlight. Um, but I didn't stop there. Uh, let's see. I also bought a, uh, Wolverine, uh, well, it's, I shouldn't say that. It's actually a page from, from Deadpool, issue number 15, page 15, which, uh, is a page of Wolverine and Deadpool staging a home invasion. And it's, uh, by Mr. Declan Shalvey. So, uh, I procured that. And it's, it's interesting because, when Declan was named to the book, I had originally I had emailed him almost immediately saying, "Dude, congrats! You know, Deadpool's my boy. When you get the pages, you know, I want to see them." So he had sent me scans of the f- entire first issue that he did, which is this issue, and I had expressed interest in this particular page, but for some reason or other, we couldn't end up hooking it up. Um, and uh, I figured out my chance would be lost. And then, imagine my surprise or th- my, my my giddiness when I arrived at the con, and and, uh, Palo had the page. So, procured that. Um, I'm just looking through my portfolio here. The Jimmy Chung page, as we talked about. Um, uh, At Tom Rainey's booth, as you mentioned, um, I I, I think Tom Rainey's terrific. And he had a page from um, the Avengers Academy, um, issue number 11, page 11. Uh, And it is a page with, all on the same page, we've got Spider-Man, We've got Mockingbird, we've got uh, Miss Marvel, we've got Speed of Young Avengers fame, we've got uh, Giant Man, and then at the bottom half of the page is a full-sized uh, rendition of the one of my favorite eras of the Avengers of all time with Cap, Hercules, Monica Rambeau, a.k.a. Photon, the Wasp, Bearded Thor, and Dane Whitman, the Black Knight.
2: So. Dr. Druid back there? No. <laughs> Dr. No. Druid.
1: Same era. Same era, but no one. So, um, I bought that page from Tom. Love it. Um, and then, let's see. I don't think we're done here. Hold on. Flipping through. You can, you can hear the pages flipping. Uh, keep going here. Keeping going. Aha. Uh-huh. Um, Raphael Albuquerque. I couldn't resist. I, uh, I, I went and got another page from American Vampire um this one is a um, it's from issue 6 page uh sorry issue 18 page 6 it's um it's it's one basically of uh of uh of the two i guess protagonists of the book you could say, say. uh yeah facing off against one another and uh sort of grasping hands and getting ready to do battle Uh, and it's zooming in, it starts off with them like from afar and each panel zooms in close to the final panels, them bearing their, their teeth at each other, getting ready to tear each other apart. Um, and it's got beautiful gray wash all over it. So, um, that's my, I think my third Albuquerque page, uh, he's just a ridiculous beast. Uh, and then, uh, I had, um, lucky enough to had prearranged to acquire one of the pages from the first issue of Phantom X Max for Mr. Sean Crystal. Uh, this, uh, was page six of the first issue. Um, which, again, as I mentioned last week, Crystal is, uh, a terrific cartoonist. And as it turns out, although he is doing a lot running SCAD, he assured me that he's going to be, uh, doing a lot more stuff at Marvel. Uh, and, and we'll be seeing him pretty much on a monthly book from, from here on out. So, so yeah, dude. So there you go. So I bought, um, I think I bought, what, five interior pages, uh, at the con, uh, four commissions and, what about a dozen, dozen JMP squares? Yeah, yeah. You made so like it a was band. a, it was a,
2: it was a beast Mutual mode productive. of a, a trip. Yes. Yeah, yeah, no okay. um, One of one of your wares, uh on the Guardians piece, while um, while Gabe was handling his business and, and drawing Cosmo, we got to talk to uh, Karina for a little bit, um, who
0: instructed me on how to pronounce her name correctly. It's not Bechko. Becco. It's Becco. Uh
2: huh. Get it right. Um, Gecko. Damn it. Uh, so Vince was productive this weekend too, and learning how to say shit. The uh, <laughs> the. I had to leave when
0: you guys started talking about Breaking Bad. That was though.
2: yeah. That was that was. Uh, I think that was Sunday, oh, but did. yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, which, which by was, the way
1: was joined by Julian, our, our buddy Julian Lightle, had a table. He actually
2: got, yeah, he got away from the table for a minute.
1: And uh, he was just—he—he he was doing his best to ruin every show that that we have all watched. And uh, shout out to uh, his friend Micah Blacklight as well. Yes, oh yeah, he's awesome. Cheers to the table. The dude is—is uh, is not only a fantastic artist but a really fun human being. So yep. uh, I enjoyed my time speaking with
0: him. Hmm? He's a poet.
2: He is a and poet, he, he, and he knows it. Yep. Uh, we um, some people who I hadn't really had a chance to talk to in the past uh like mister Ramon Perez uh talked to him for Hands a little bit. Right? He he really is. Um, and he's fly off when they went by his He uh he had a couple of pages from the uh the, the the prologue to the Hellfire saga. Um it's it's I I told him straight up uh no lie that uh, when I think of Wolverine and the X Men, I think of his art primarily because I I started on the book late, and I pretty much started during the Savage Land uh, when when Wolverine took the kids to to uh, to the Savage Land to kind of give them some some tough love, learning, and and Dog was after Logan, and um, he did that arc. And I own two pages from that arc. That it's a beautiful arc, and I I, I had my eye on two pages from. The uh, the issue that followed that arc before the the, the recent the, the the Hellfire Saga that was before the, the Battle of the Atom event, but uh, there were two pages with with old Wolverine and um, and Choir was holding up a T-shirt that said Cyclops was right, and and I I so I had them both in my hands. I was thinking about it, um, but I I, uh, I had to put those back and. Uh, he told us that, uh, he told Vince and I that he is doing the mini comic that is coming with the Farscape box set. Yeah. Cool beans. Uh, and, uh, which means I might end up with Farscape in, in my house because I, I remember watching the show when, when sci-fi was airing it and, and it's, um, I hadn't seen it in ages. So it's, and, and there were some cuties on that show. The, uh, it's a great
0: show. It is. It is
2: a great show. Um, we, uh, met, uh, well, I, yeah, so we talked to, oh, we got to talk to a little bit for, um, this was also Sunday. The stop by the boulevard and, uh, I reminded Tom Lee Edwards that, uh, years ago he, he sat down with, with Vince and I and we did an interview. Um, and, uh, and Bernard Chang being his, My his boy. studio mate was there, uh, selling pages of, um, some whack storyline that's Stupid going cheek. on in, uh, in the Guardians. But yeah, um, I'm sorry, the Green Lantern Corps. But yeah, they, they were just, and we should, uh, David didn't sh- like it because no, Hal was no, getting no, punched in the face, in, in the, the face. face. Uh, and, and during their intro, Tommy got to plug the, uh, NC, the North Carolina Comic Con coming up in November. Um, but, uh, talked to them for a little bit. And and Tommy has a book coming out from uh from Dark Horse. Talked to Fred Van Lent for a little bit. Yep. Um and actually, yeah, Jason picked pick, up pick the up uh action, president. action presidents. Yeah, yeah. First issue. Mm-hmm.
1: Um so we, we con exclusive. Also said hello to Ryan Dunleavy the day before. Yes. Yep.
2: Uh, we I one of my favorite moments on Sunday was uh and not to jump ahead from saturday but um sunday as we're as 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 we're helping jason with his game plan for the rest of the day um because our one goal was to see one particular artist before her sketch list filled up and and that um that didn't happen but while we were walking down the aisles um we see dave elliott at his table and um we're flipping through the uh the, the a1 collection and um and and he's got a bunch of hardcovers out and about and and jason picks one up and in the table of contents there's a story in the book uh by coffee labs which is a, is a coffee shop coffee labs coffee roasters uh in tarrytown new york and i've i've been there i know exactly where that is um and I said it out loud and Dave's like, well, yeah, that's my coffee shop. So Dave Elliott, for those talking him, lives in Tarrytown and he, um, we talked briefly about Tarrytown and, and, uh, and, and Vince, what was the book you picked up?
0: Yeah. The, the book I bought was, I was trying to get it because I knew you'd get there eventually and I wanted Just, not to forget any of the, the autographs I got in it, but I bought the, uh, Newly revamped hardcover Monster Massacre.
2: That was it. I knew yes. it. I knew the M. I knew Monster was in there somewhere.
0: Which is a great collection, and I got it signed by uh, mostly signed by contributors. Two two people did not contribute to the book, but I wanted to get them to sign it anyway because the clock is a ticking, and these gentlemen—I mean, not to sound morbid—but <laughs> but the, 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 the clock is a ticking, and these gentlemen are are they're up there in age. So, as I'm walking down the aisle, I see these two gentlemen, whose work I love, and I, I have since I'm like 10 years old, a long time. So, uh I, I had them sign the Monster Massacre hardcover, even though they didn't contribute to the book. I said, what the hell? And they are Pablo Marcos mm-hmm. and Gonzalo Mayo, mm-hmm. uh, two two uh, men who have touched my heart from a from a very young age so i have pablo marcos's autograph already uh he he uh autographed some continuity stuff for me but i did not have gonzalo mayo and the man cannot hear and i believe it was his nephew who was godson, the, the, the uh, godson the intermediary and uh he was nice nice enough to, to sign the book for me also is uh tom Ranny worked on this uh, as I said, uh, Dave Elliott also signed it for me, soydam uh, and Dave Dorman. So it's a, it's a... Who awesome Soydum,
1: wait, who did soydam copy in that?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I again, soydam was like, he could, if I burst into flame, soydam wouldn't care. Like, he was just like, <laughs> yeah, give me the book, I just signed the damn thing. But I may have caught him at a bad moment, I don't know. But, uh, so yeah, I mean, problem. check this book out, Monster Massacre, it's got, uh... Kirby and Simon in here, Ron Mars is in here, Andy Kuhn, Alex Horley, uh, Disraeli's in here, Ian Edgington, uh, uh Yeah, and it's cheap. It's a big-ass hardcover, and it's not that expensive. So uh, look them up. Titan Books, they're great. So nice. there we go. Yeah. While
2: you were getting uh, the signatures for people who weren't in the book, I was uh, at the next table talking to um, or getting the brunt of... Uh, I was talking to Rich Buckler. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. He, uh, who <laughs> still... <he's, laughs> Jason says he's angry. He still has it, though. He's yeah. still talented motherfucker. Um, it's like, he, I would uh, eat
0: those Cheerios, because obviously someone pissed at him. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yes, yeah. He's, he was, he's
2: got the whole...
1: He's got that the Gary Friedrich-like... Yeah. They don't appreciate what I brought to the table thing.
0: Right, uh, right. Rich is Mizzler great. Uh, no. It was actually...
1: Uh, the, of all the moments of the weekend, that was the one... The one conversation I was like kind of bummed about just yeah he, he seemed to, and, and I had spoken to him maybe three four years ago at New York Comic Con and he was much more upbeat about things so I don't know if maybe yeah, right. you know, there's been goings on you know about like trying to get remuneration for things like Deathlock and stuff and it hasn't gone that route but yeah, yeah he was a little little crappy
0: little, little and, crabby. and, and yeah. physically buckler has that bloodhound look going on that droopy old yeah. you know it, not, and he's he's up there in age too but mm-hmm. just the way his eyes are are shaped he looks sadder than he probably is and That's probably true. yeah and he was just going on about it and i was just like man this is kind of depressing you know but a little bit n- no thanks from for solson but otherwise you got great work going
2: on there rich mm-hmm. yeah, dude yeah. i mean you know Deathlock and,
0: and oh yeah, yeah. and i and he
2: and i were um that that's another story where um when jim owsley asked him if he'd be willing to work with a new writer he's like well i'll work with anybody and it turned out that that new writer was uh peter david and that's when they were taking over peter parker to spectacular spider-man and That, that conversation came about because I mentioned to him how much I thought the, the Sinner storyline, the death of Gene the Wolf was just, it was, that, it was big doings for me at that age, where, where, you know, you have something like that happen to a supporting character, and, and, um, and he was talking about how he and David were trying to, uh, make the book as, um, a, a, A real Spider-Man book, but treated differently than what, um, Tom and Ron and Joe were doing with the flagship. So it was, it, it, it was before we got to any bitterness, I was enjoying the conversation I was having with him. Yeah. And then we actually got,
0: (laughs) (laughs) and then we actually got to talk to Peter David himself. That was awesome. Who's, who who is uh, unbelievably, he's like, and uh I think it was either Jason or, or David. We all did. Yeah. I said, hey, how you doing? He's like, hey. "Why is everybody asking me how I'm doing?" And Jason's like, "Did you have a stroke?" You told everybody he
2: had a stroke. Yeah. yeah. And uh,
0: but no, he well, he a little more diplomatically than
1: that. But yeah. I said, You're very open with your personal life, and you obviously we're all aware of your health issues. And he's like,
4: "I'm fine." Everyone's gonna stop asking
1: me.
0: Yeah. But well, he well, was,
1: glad, you know, it was nice to see him with a little fire in his belly.
0: Yes, he was actually, a ball to talk to. He always is, and yes. and his beautiful daughter. Uh, and,
2: you yeah, you, yeah, you guys have to remind him, about, him yeah. About yeah, how powerful moment it is. Yeah. Well, well you no, know, he, 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 she, she went she went strolling off he didn't, he didn't. right but yeah. he thought she was missing and right. it, it was like
1: yeah and there were guys standing at my table and you guys were like no but well, that was us we were someone standing at your table yeah
0: i i just related the uh um what was it the first i believe it was the first new york city comic con incident where second, Cause second cause I, would, I didn't go to the first one. okay where where his daughter his his daughter who was very young at the time uh she's still young but she was the very was young, young then than him. yeah, yeah. Okay. and she kind of got separated from him and he just went catatonic
2: yeah he wanted he 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 wanted the convention shut down and and doors locked yeah even and i
0: said that's That's when i realized aside from your presence in cbg and and how you know the personality of peter david came through i said that's when i realized that deep down you know you you're one of the good ones you know and he was just like oh but yeah we had a great time talking to peter david but i would say that none of this, none of anything we talked about this entire episode, compares to what happened next, and it was like Jason's shining moment.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I had um, w- again. I, I wanted to go by and, and say hello to Carrie Randolph. Uh, you know, who was on my my people. I definitely wanted to say what's up to, and we're heading over to Carrie's table. And uh, as is often the case, there's other folks standing. You know, at an artist table, and you don't want to sort of get in their way. We'll wait for them to have their turn. But uh, you know, as we're getting closer, first of all, Kari's standing up at his table, and very. She doesn't anim- often do. Yeah, and he's very animated, and he's got this look of, of 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 wonder, you know, like on in his eyes, which is again unusual. And then as we're walking up, we see this very distinctive black hat and lo and behold it was uh Mr. DMC himself Mr. Daryl McDaniels and uh over on DMC fame for those that don't know and uh you know hmm. I knew he was going to be at the con he was on the artist alley list or the guest list um because of his his comic venture that he's launching but I presumed he would either only pop in for his panel or maybe would be at like you know the the main floor you know not not a part of artist alley but He was just wandering around Artist Alley and he, he was coming to, over to Carrie to introduce himself and see if, if they could maybe work together in the future. So needless to say, it was a big moment for, for Carrie being a, not only a huge hip hop fan, but, but to, you know, to be asked by one of the very biggest legends in hip hop, you know, about his artwork and, and possibly working together. Uh, so they got some pictures, you know, in front of the table and, and we were literally standing right next to them as this was all happening. So, DMC turned around I shook his hands said thanks for everything and then we were sitting right there and Vincent and David whipped you know whipped their phones out and we we hooked up a picture which is now off on the facebook's and the twitter's and uh I, when I came into office on monday my my uh my partner david not david price david my partner at work <laughs> calls up my you know and he he is not a hip hop fan and he he uh he calls in the morning and check in and he's like i have never in the 13 years i've known you seen you look more excited and, <laughs> and kid like in your glee than in that picture you posted to facebook so it was a huge moment because again you know uh, i make no bones about the fact that i am a huge hip hop fan and for i think many of us dmc you know they were one of the they were one of the you know the the, the pioneers again certainly there were people that came before them but in terms of crossover appeal and and you know if i'm being quite candid Making, you know, white suburban kids aware of hip hop. I mean, you know, Run DMC, you know, is one of the, you know, the top two or three of all time and certainly one of the most formative, uh, groups for me and, and again, probably millions of others. So to, to get that chance was just incredible. And, um, and, and we, we, we had that moment and then we also agreed to go see, uh, he, he was hosting a panel the next day. Uh, about dmc comics and so we went and attended the panel yep uh, and, and
0: uh shortly after jason got his photo taken david's like why didn't i get my photo yeah taken no with, well with actually K- that
2: was more like my wife was like dude <laughs> why didn't you she's like she <laughs> well yeah it's, it's, roundabout it's, way yeah yes a, but yeah yeah you're right
0: which uh, thankfully came to fruition at the end yes. of the DMC panel david snuck in there and that
2: was yeah that was the end of the panel that was the end of the convention for us basically
0: what a capper. and david got in there and did the old look at me i'm with dmc and got his <laughs> got his photo taken and yes. i i got to say um as a fledgling um hip hop fan i mean i always loved run dmc but uh, I, I don't know a lot about that culture. I gotta say, the first issue of DMC Comics looks awesome. It does. It, it does. really looks it does. good because they, it, they captured that whole graffiti kind of urban. Cause
2: it's, it's set in the 80s. Yeah. It, the, the, the way they explained it, it makes perfect sense. It's not like I wasn't, part of me was like, oh, well, maybe this is like, you know, milestone 2.0 or there, there were just things where, It could have went one of two ways. It could have went the way they they displayed it to us, or it it could have been, uh, you know, shooter version of hip hop, or or WCW (laughs) WWF comics from Marvel in in the in the nineties. It just it could have been really bad. So I am. I was I'm, I'm looking forward to to it. I am, yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm optimistic, yeah, especially when you have someone who who can hype the shit out of something like oh like DMC. So but, it's yeah. it's hard not to like something or look forward to something. And he's got he's got a pretty stellar lineup, and and um they're not it's it's not like you know yeah they have their day jobs and then you know maybe we'll think about putting on a comic. They they really do want to do the best they can with this. they're, they're not just throwing it out there and you know well we tried or you know we stuck his name on it 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 should be fun
0: but more impressive than the comic itself was the fact that uh, daryl is an incredibly articulate man and pretty damn smart to boot and in shape well yeah that there's that too but
1: (laughs) homeboy's not uh yeah he's still got a six pack that's pretty humbling yeah no he was uh, he
0: was all kinds of awesome
1: he was fired up. And the cool thing is, like you said, they have a great team. I mean, they're taking it seriously. It's clear everybody up on that stage are real comic book fans. And, I mean, going way back, um, they know their stuff. And, uh, you know, like all things, it's, it's a small venture. And, and, you know, we I can't say for for certainty they'll have, you know, mass market appeal. But but I certainly think they're putting their best foot forward. I know we'll all be supporting it. Oh, yeah. So I can't wait to see what they have in store. Um Love the uh, but but for sure, and that kind of put an end on the on the con. But rolling back a little bit, um, you know, we had gone a couple cons. Uh, we had attended a couple cons where our lovely sponsors had been in attendance as well, and somehow managed to miss them every time. We we didn't see him in C two E two. I think it was
2: deliberate on their part.
1: Now, <laughs> did you guys see him in C two E two? I know I didn't, but no. Okay, so none of us saw him there. And then at Baltimore, David and I somehow missed uh, Christina, but. We rectified that this time out. We met up with them in Artist Alley. Yes. We met up with Christina, Cam, their daughter who was turning 21 that weekend, and their lovely, well, Christina's lovely sister. Yes. Um, yeah, Carrie. Yeah, Carrie. We spent a ton of time of course, catching up with them. It was great to see them. And they are kicking ass. Yes. taking yeah. names. And I have confirmed with them that this is public because I got an email from the company that they're that I'm about to talk about announcing it, so it's official, but Discount Comic Book Service has acquired Tales
0: of Wonder. Nice. Yes. Which is huge, because I've
1: is. been buying Tales of Wonder cheap trades at cons for years and years, and they're getting integrated into their their uh, Discount Comic Book side of the business. I mean, uh, their in-stock trade side of the business. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, they're doing incredibly well. They're moving to a new... A new, uh, warehouse and storefront. They're going to have a coffee shop put in there to, to sort of make it more of a place that people can, you know, hang out and, and, uh, you know, build a sense of community. Uh, things just seem to be doing really, really well for all of them. Uh, their daughter was terrific, super funny. Um, they had some, some big plans. I guess when you're, when you're the, uh, the big, the big stockers that they've become, all the, uh, the vendors like Diamond are, you know, dying to take them out and show them a good time. So they had some big plans. Uh, I think the night of, Week tonight, as, as the evening that we saw them, but you know, later that yeah. night they had big plans. So, um, it was great to see them all, really. It really was. And, uh, it, it, it's a shame we don't get to see them more often. Um, we also saw our, our good buddy Ron, who it was a little different. Unlike, say, Baltimore, where David and I hung out with Ron Richards, we're talking about uh, a lot socially. You know, he, this was a working con for him, being uh, one of the big muckety mucks at image these days. So he was manning bravely, I might add, the uh, image booth for most of the con. So we actually didn't see him very much um, between him having to work the main floor, us avoiding the main floor, and then us going home at night instead of going out. But the we fucking guy can
2: still sell shit because <laughs> yeah. he still one, managed to get us to come away one, with two- – The one book, the one book I leave with was, was yeah.
1: what, what so- Ron sells me. Ron's the only person that can come up, hug you, make you feel like he's genuinely interested in your per- you personally, and still you manage to walk away with book. I don't yeah. know how he does it. We we came away in like a three minute visit to the booth. We came away with what three three hardcovers and a trade and yeah. a trade, yeah, yeah. But um, but Ron, who it, this isn't our place to tell it, but Ron had a very harrowing experience. Oh my god, yeah, turned out to be very positive. Well, let put it. It was a very harrowing experience that I would have probably died of coronary from if I had experienced it. But he managed to, uh, it had a happy ending. So, um, he could, he he told us the story after the fact. So he had a big smile on his face telling it to us. But my goodness,
0: I think uh, that's his superpower.
1: It is, right? To to find a way to, yeah. Um, so yeah. (laughs) He, uh, um, we also saw guys that weren't set up, but we got to see, we got to see Tom Fowler. Yes, yes he's, indeed. Wasn't at
2: the, yeah, he's right at the top of my list here. Yeah, we um, we saw him. He was walking into Artist Alley as as we were stepping out. I think for lunch. Um, had uh, had some sketches to, to show Vince. Showed us uh, some uh, some finished art. Gave us some news regarding uh, Quantum and Woody, and that wasn't the only news we heard regarding Quantum and Woody this weekend. Oh, but yeah. um, Mr. But, Priest. We, uh, and Bright, and I wonder if Adams is coming back, but we, um, we, yeah, it, it's, it's, you know, Tom is just, you can't miss him, and it's, you always. Well, you could miss him if Roland was standing next to you. That is true. You're right. You're right. Uh, I cannot disagree there. The, um, you Why was always, he
0: cosplaying as Doctor Who, though? <laughs> we were
2: just missing a boat. <laughs> they, um, they, there there's no Doctor Who. The, The, uh, Ah, you know what I mean I know what you meant the it, you always leave Tom with learning something with you, you he'll always whether i mean while while Jason was getting his uh his piece done by by McGinnis, um, Tom shows Vince and I the page of art he had just purchased and and he showed us this book that he was running over to get signed by scott c uh and it was um uh, what was it? Greatest Showdowns or something like that, Vince?
0: Oh boy!
2: Showdowns or or, or duels or battles, but it, it's 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 an incredibly funny book, uh, wordless book. But it's 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 uh, it, so it's yeah. Um, but it's always good talking to uh, talking to Tom. One uh, two people who I hadn't met before this show. Also good to talk to them and flip through the man's art. Tim Vigil and David Quinn. <laughs>
1: yes, and that, that's another good point. I had never spoken to Tim Vigil. To be honest, never really had the the interest in it, just because I don't know his work that well. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, you guys, we were a great team, because there were a lot of artists, I think, that individually you might not have ever gone up and talked to. But uh, but one of us was able to break the ice, and that kind of made for some really fun and pleasant, surprising conversations, yes. Vigil being one. He, he He's a funny dude, and i got to say, uh, I've been missing out, because he's, he's got some... He's a beautiful illustrator. You need to reach Faust. Yeah. He's, he's quite he's Victorian in his, uh, dirty, approach dirty. To art. Yeah. <laughs> Very I mean, repressed. There was some, the, the one page, it was, I don't know if it was David or Vince, they, they're they flipping through the book and they're like, could you imagine ha- having this near Man Cave? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like, right. Yeah. That was, yeah, yeah. There was I
2: lots
0: know. of bodily fluids
2: in
1: there. It was it like, was like a devil fucking, vent, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Banging a, a woman yeah. over the table.
2: There yeah. was, uh, but we were talking about, about Faust and, and bringing it to, um, uh, they want to it's it's still being published they 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 want to bring it out and um you know crowdsourcing was something that was that that they'd thought about um it it they're they're working on it and and they want to make it as accessible as easy for us to get without putting as much strain on them naturally so it was it was a um it was an enlightening conversation and and i'm I'm glad to see that you know I haven't thought about I don't want to say I haven't thought about I haven't read or flipped through or, or, or thought about reading the book in a good long while. But to see them at the con still plugging away with it, it it's it was nice to see and it's not uh you know, and and Tim was working on a commission. It wasn't um so it's not like, you know, Mm-hmm. It's not like it was one of the older creators who were kind of just sitting at the table and you know please let me sign this print from a character that I wrote 30 years ago type thing. Oh, yeah, it was it was it was it was good to see is what mm-hmm. I'm saying.
0: Yeah, I asked what they thought about the Faust movie and neither one of them answered me.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> go
0: go figure.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: But anyway, uh, we gotta start barreling down on this because we're almost three hours. Oh, yeah. Oh okay.
2: yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I um. We, uh, well, I, I'm hoping that, uh, Tom's got some good news for us in the very near future, but stopped by, uh, Mr. King's table for a few minutes and, and spoke to him in between his, his meetings. He, he had a busy weekend. Um, you also, got, I think, did you, had you all met Chris Kazicki before? I met him at, at Chris's in, in Virginia and it, I saw him, you know, when we were. Well, at, he was there? Before. Yes. Wait, Kazicki was at Chris's? I believe so. I don't think so, dude. I don't think he
1: came to Baltimore. No. Yeah,
2: really? yeah he didn't come to Baltimore. Oh, no, he didn't. He didn't. You're right. You're right. Yeah. But no, I I think I might have met him. I I do believe I've met him before. Okay. Yeah,
1: the, the, the no apologies crews who we we're getting at. Daryl uh, Taylor was there, our buddy. It was kind of weird, right? It was weird. Like Campbell was there. But he was like with this other group of friends. It was like the, uh, it's like in high school you have like the, like a guy that's like a jock and like glee club. He was like hanging out with the glee club this weekend. Must
3: be <laughs> the jocks, <I>
1: <laughs> no, but but it was like we we you know Campbell's usually one of our house you know our roommates. He usually you know much like Roland, he would usually be crashing with us at a con, just like we did with him at Baltimore. But this time he was doing the no apologies thing, so we didn't actually see him all that much. Although, um, it was nice to see when we did. So we saw him, like I said Tom
2: King, Chris Kazicki, Daryl. Uh, we did, um, oh, Greg M. Listener needs to meet. Oh, um, uh, uh, as he is. Well, um, easy I'm, eyes, I think. Thank you. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, that's on the Twitter handle, but yeah. Um, Tony Tony, Jason, Jay, Tony bumped into Jason at Mark Leaming's table mm-hmm. and, uh, another we, Brit. Yep. And a cop like my dad. So it was nice to chat that up. Yep. Uh, really super dude. Got um, to talk to Bob McLeod again for a little bit because we talked to him in, uh, in Baltimore.
1: Yep.
2: And Her uh Eric talking. we got mm-hmm. to see Eric a couple times. Eric Hertz,
1: who uh another another Jam Piece brother in the Jam Peace Posse. Yeah.
2: And
0: that's do, right. Yes. Oh, do not for- Stark. yeah, I was just gonna say that. Do not forget Christopher Stark because uh that's my uh he and Joey Nazari. Yes. Both uh fulfilled my dream and got me uh copies of the three D Lobo cover that I stupidly missed out on uh, which I took them and had them both signed by Mr. Aaron Cooter, the uh, yeah. the illustrator of said cover. So, yeah, so thank you, Christopher and Joey, for those. And Chris is another one.
1: Like, yep, Chris, just like Jerry McDade, has uh, has upped the jam piece ante. He had a beautifully composed Transformers jam with the Decepticon and Autobot symbols uh, embedded into the background. And then uh, even more impressive than that is a two-page uh, um, spider-man jam that is webbing that extends across both pages yes. so that Sams are like fit inside of the different pieces of open webbing That's awesome it could be and, uh, a cover it really could be yeah awesome. he had he and Alex Saviok do the main spider like a full-size spider-man hanging upside down from that from the like the impetus of the web so it's uh yeah it was great seeing him as we talked about we didn't get to you know most of these guys we would normally get to also socialize with we didn't end up going out at least in the city any of the nights so you know we'll have to make amends for that at c2e2 when we see a lot of these people again um true uh but uh you you sounds like you have a list david because i have a list too i don't if you want to go down your list, your
2: list. uh let's see uh matthew Pets we spoke to for a few minutes mm-hmm. uh you guys well yeah uh, there's mike norton there's ryan brown i got to uh at least say hi to ryan stegman the man was a little busy this got to meet his uh, for, at least for me it was the first time I got to meet his his lovely wife um again
1: uh I don't know how how these guys do it uh myself included kudos to him she's she's a very nice woman and uh and expect and expecting as well I think that's public yes so if it wasn't but I think it's I think you've announced it on the twitters uh so yeah the baby she, she's Otto. Expecting. yes exactly little Otto octavius stagman um
2: so go ahead sorry david that's okay uh the um The hardcover that I purchased was, uh, the first volume of East, East of West. And we spoke to, that was who we spoke to before we made it to Dave Elliott from that side. Uh, we got to meet Nick Tragata and, and his art rep. But my main goal aside from getting the, the book signed, by nick was also to get it signed by jonathan hickman and i was also hoping to get the labels the book plates that steve raker sent me Mm. that hickman would also be able to sign those but apparently jonathan left on like a 9 a.m flight sunday morning to go back home so he's got to write the books he writes all the books that is true and you
0: couldn't get close to him when he was there
2: that you're absolutely right uh so there was um so it was early Sunday. It was one of the first things we did Sunday morning is, is brought, uh, Jason and I brought our books over to, uh, to enroll in, and brought our books over to get signed mm-hmm. by Nick. And he talked about plans for the book and storyline or, or story arcs and, uh, and, and his, his process. And, and, uh, cause Jason's really hoping to get some pages from a page, at least from, mm-hmm. from the, uh, from the series. So spoke to him for a bit. Um, and, uh, the, the five ghost guys. Oh yeah. Uh, uh yeah. Chris we, and, and, uh, uh Barbieri. Uh, Frank Barbieri. Frank Barbieri. Uh, and, um, there was the, uh, the, the, the station folks. I spoke to Sarah Richard for a little bit and, and mm-hmm. tried to get an idea about her, her convention schedule for next year. Cause I probably am thinking about a, uh, a tenth doctor commissioned from her, but she has she she's as usual has some phenomenal work on display and and mm-hmm. uh she was there were a lot of artists in Artist alley who had three little words attached to their signage, and it almost everybody said commission list is closed
0: yep.
1: For sure. You, you know, New York's the place, and great for them, right, because it means Absolutely. they, they the business, but yeah, you got to, like I said at the start of the show, you, you, you got to, you know, for those that are interested in getting into the art game, but maybe are a little wet behind the ears still, you you, you know, you got to really kind of have a plan, um, if by all means reach out to people ahead of time if you can. Yeah. Um, most still won't take you on their list before the show, but you know, you need to. You know, you realistically need to get on their list the first day of the show. Uh, you know, there, there are exceptions to that, and certainly, like people like Sarah Pichelli, yeah. for example, takes a, a list every day. Dave Bullock, for example, I got on his list to do my jam on Saturday because he takes—he just starts new each day, um, assuming he he can get done what he had commissioned before. So, you know, there are exceptions, but you got to kind of—you should know going into the show what their their typical way of doing it is. You know, some guys just take like auctions before the show, like uh, like Sean Murphy. Oh, so. that's right. You
0: know, and have
2: know. a backup plan. Don't don't yeah, don't rely yeah, yeah. on just that one dude. Oh, I'm right. going to get a Somni this year. Well, not right. if you're right. not one of the first ten people. You're not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: And yes. don't forget, we were talking to Rachel Deering for a while. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. I got a
2: list here, so if you yeah, do yes. so, right. yeah. yeah.
1: oh, Okay. Um. Well. So. Um, uh, we, we, as we said, uh, Cooter and Daniel Govar, who we, we saw Daniel a lot because, <laughs> because we, uh, we kept checking on the commission and, uh, it sounds like he had an adventurous weekend. Uh, I can't figure out if it was like a good adventurous or not, but, but it seems like he, he had a, a weekend. Uh, Sean Crystal again, who I don't even know if you guys were I with did me. Not yeah, I just got, I got a chance to meet him very quickly. We had a prearranged meeting. Um, he was just, I think, there for the one day. Um, Declan. Of course, uh, Jordy couldn't make it. She's, uh, she does all the books, literally all the books these days, coloring them. So she actually ended up having to bail on the show. Um, got to see Gabe and Karina a ton was awesome. Um, got to say hello and have him sign my page, uh, Jeff Stokely, who is the, uh, the artist and creator of, uh, Six Gun Gorilla. Um, so the Bad Karma crew, which, um, were very gracious to us and, and complimented us on helping sell their book. Um, uh, that would be Jeremy Hahn, B. Claymore, Seth Peck, yes. um, and who am I forgetting? Uh, who's the, who's the fourth guy? Who was I there? can't remember. There. Damn it. Uh, I'll get, guess I'll the get that. The artist
2: list just says Bad karma Room. Yeah,
1: I'll, I'll get that in a second. Uh, as you said, David, Nick, Nick Dragoda. uh, Mach Cliff Mood, Chang. Cliff, yes, Cliff Chang, Marcio Takara, Matt Kent I, I
2: didn't see him this year. He was always oh, okay. busy. I didn't get to see him. I think,
1: I think we, we stopped and talked to him for a while on Thursday because he yeah. had a commission for me. Uh, Matt kent got to meet Matt, Matt's wife. I didn't get to say hi to him. Yeah. It was great that Matt had a huge line for a lot of the con. Again, um nice to see well, guy what were you guys.
2: What were people asking for specifically? What'd you guys um, tell me? Mind management. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, mind management. Even I was writing everything. It's mind management is what people are asking for.
1: Yeah, I was stunned when we went up there, actually, that he didn't have any copies of Red Handed on the table, because I think that's the best OGN of the year so far. Um, and they were going to rectify that. They just hadn't gotten them from the publisher in time for the first day. Um, again, Rafael Albuquerque, Ramon Perez, Todd Nock, Alessandro Vidi and his wife, um, Andrew McLean and his either wife or girlfriend. I'm sorry. I don't know which, uh, which she was. Uh, Billy Fowler, another, uh, yes. part of, uh, he's part of the Sarah Richard, their crew, um, uh, as you mentioned, Bob Layton, Bob McLeod, uh, Chris Burnham, Claremont. Yes, Burnham, Claremont, uh, Chrissy Zullo, uh, DMC, uh, Dave Bullock, Eddie Barrows and his son, um, Philippe Andrade, who was one of the few guys that I had earmarked to get a jam piece from, and I, I just forgot to follow up. I, uh, he's part of the Essential Sequential Crew now. Um, as you said, Frank Cho, Fred Van Lenthe, Jeff Darrow. Uh, Greg Pock. That, was just gonna say, yep. Yep, which, uh, you know, was, was nice to chat with him. I said a quick hello to Jim Calafiori, um, which I was just on my way to get a page. I don't think you guys were with me. Uh, Jerome O'Pena, Jim Chung, uh, we didn't see Staranko. I was hoping to see Staranko, but I think he must have been on the main floor on, in a booth or something. I think you're right. He was in the uh, water. Tank, so was just... Jamal.
2: We barely saw Jamal <laughs> Yep, this saw Jamal
1: Eigel almost randomly. And Jamal, if you're listening to this, I didn't get a chance to pick up my Molly Danger hardcover at the booth. So I will need to pick it up some other way. We can figure that out. Uh, Julian and Micah. Uh, again, Julian, sorry we didn't get out dinner, man. We owe you a dinner, uh, or, you know, dinner, hang out and have dinner. Um, Kari Levinstein. Randolph. Hmm? Ian
2: Levenstein.
1: Yep. Ian Levenstein. Um, the CGS crew. Uh, Maat, another one of the, the Daryl, uh, podcasting crew. Uh, Kari Randolph and Emilio Lopez. Um, uh, as you said, Klaus Jansen said a quick hello to Larry Hama, um, but didn't really get to talk to him for very long. We didn't talk to Lee Weeks, which kind of baffles me.
2: Yeah, but he was, he always looked busy. He had a crowd around him for just about the entire weekend.
1: True, true. Uh, Mark Laming and Rachel Deering shared a table, and, uh, just a shout out to Rachel Deering has a Kickstarter right now for a really fantastic looking horror anthology. So I would recommend that to people that are into horror comics. Um, Mateo Scalera, Matt Petz, as you mentioned, uh, Michael Walsh got to meet Miko. I think it's Suyan. you say, cause he was table uh, with, um, uh, with
2: Michael said it was, uh,
1: Swian Okay. Uh, Norton, uh, we got to meet uh, and briefly chat with Nicholas Scott. Um, uh, said a quick call to Olivia Coypel, although he was swamped for most of the time. Yeah. I had had some illusions of buying a paid from him, but it didn't end up happening. Uh, Paul Pope was supposed to be there. Did you guys see him? I did not I was, see him. I, I really wanted Dude, to see my him. my pants
0: were on the whole time, right? <laughs> yeah, true. There yeah. you go. Uh,
1: shout out to Rob Guillory. Um, another faux pas, again, to have to do uh, again. Didn't get a chance to hang out with Rob Liefeld. We, we actually talked even about having a meal together this weekend, but it didn't end up happening. He, he was there all day Thursday, part of Friday, and then we didn't end up. Seeing him over the weekend, so say la vie. Shout out to Robert Atkins, who of course was there and, and uh, always nice to see. Uh, Ryan Brown, Ryan Dunleavy, Ryan Stegman. Uh, let's see, um, going down the Sean Murphy. Just a quick hello to him. He was not at this table very often, and when he was, he had flocks of adoring fans, as you would expect. Uh, Tim Seeley, uh Tom King, of course Tony and his lovely fiance. Uh, quick hello to Brian Hurt. Although I didn't really get a chance to follow up and talk to him very much. Uh, someone we didn't say hi to, but it was nice to see they had a huge table, was uh, Amy Reeder and Brandon Montclair, who were, you know, I guess presumably getting a lot of positive reception from Rocket Girl, uh, which they just came out with. Um, just going down the list here. Let's see who else. Uh, you guys mentioned Alex Saviuk. Uh, I mean, shout out anybody else while I'm looking if you, as you guys look, I just have a list here. Uh, I
2: picked up, I picked up a couple of prints for Renee by, uh, Abraham Lopez, mm. who, um, I, I, he actually, he had the table right next to Stokely. Um, has some really nice, um, really nice pieces on display. Uh, he's, he's on, uh, I have him right here, but he's on, he's on DeviantArt. Uh, it is, um... Naturally. Naturally, it's not right on the... Oh, because they're not on the prints. Thank God. Uh-huh. uh only because they were in big print letters. So, they're not actually on these prints. I'll, um... But go to DeviantArt, look up Abraham Lopez. These are of Ariel, since Renee had me watch The Little Mermaid the weekend before, uh, the convention. And, um... They are very... I, I like the way they look they might end up being hung in my room So, there you go uh, let's see here uh,
1: boy, you guys mentioned, you mentioned Dave Johnson uh, that's interesting Dave Dorman was supposed to be sharing a table with Kevin Eastman I guess Kevin yeah
2: I saw the sign but I don't know if Kevin ever made it over there
1: yeah I didn't see him if he was uh, let's see you guys shouted out Dexter already we shouted at Ed McGinnis already. Um, Eric Kennedy wasn't there either. Because I, I had actually talk yeah. to um, Essential Sequential about getting maybe something from him, but he wasn't there, and I completely forgot about it until I looked at my list of people that I meant to uh, chat with. Um, let's see.
0: Eric Talbot.
1: Yes, thank you, yep. Eric Talbot. Correct.
0: Uh, who else? Um, that's, um, that's pretty much it, I would think. Yeah, because yeah, uh, Yannick I, Paquette. Did, did you I oh, talk to him? I, yeah, I didn't talk to him. Very briefly. Oh, did you,
2: I mean, anybody we didn't mention, Vince, that you may have intros from?
0: I don't, gonna, you, I don't want you to spoil the intro. No, I'm not going to say, but we got a lot of awesome intros.
2: We do. Yes.
0: Spice it up. But I'm not going to yeah. reveal any, because that would be spoiling it. True. Just listen every week. Damn it. That's true. For the next week, year and week. Yep. Actually, I think Tommy and
2: Shannon so, are still in New York City, so maybe they'll listen to this on their on the plane right home. Look at that.
0: Oh, sniggity snappity. Right, we gotta wrap this baby up. All right, dude, relax. We don't wanna miss any shots. <laughs> Since when are you keeping a clock? No, right? I'm just thinking of how I'm gonna have to edit this piece. Yeah, because we houses. Uh, yeah,
1: poll- you will oh, yeah. hook it up though, you always do. I always do. You always do. Uh, we're getting there. We're getting there. I'm real down the list, man. You know? You uh, wanna, you, s- now that we've gone through the trouble of mentioning all these people, you don't want to not mention, like, one it's person. That's true. Yeah, And they're right. gonna be like, what about me, dude? Uh, but we've done a good job. I'm, I'm almost to the end here. I don't see anybody else that we haven't shouted out here. Let's see. Uh, was there any other listeners that we met that we didn't? I didn't see Joey this year. Um, we did.
0: Uh, yeah, I yeah. I don't remember any of this stuff. That's why you guys are the best with the lists.
1: No, that's good, dude. I think we got everybody, at least all the people that I have marked out. So if we didn't shout you out, apologies. Uh, as uh, as as Sean Pryor often says, and I always think it's apropos, uh, uh, blame
0: my head, not my heart. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Nice, right. Look at that. Mm-hmm. You know who else I like? Discount Comic Book Service? Discount Comic Book Service. The I -I sponsors. DCBService.com can get you your comics, get them fast, get them in pristine condition, and get them, most importantly, very, very cheap. In your travels, I'm going to reiterate what I said before. If you haven't yet, do yourself a huge favor and pick up Mike Norton and Tim Seeley's Revival because it's amazing. It's their thing. It's the book that uh they will be known for for which they will be known uh forever because it's a i i think it's just a a really tight piece of work and it's unlike anything out there even though chris pimped it i'm pimping it now so take it seriously you know what i'm saying yes it's a great great book and mike i'm sorry for not not shoving it down people's throats before this because it's just fantastic stuff
2: you're so you're, you're so selfish
0: Mm-hmm. I'm sorry,
2: um,
1: Cory Booker as well, who is uh, New Jersey's new senator
2: There you go. All right, think on a high note. The, uh, you know what? I I'm going to probably maybe my anger might have subsided by next week, but I'm probably going to rip into about ten issues. But I'm trying to focus on the positive here. So, um, damn, continuing yeah. the, continuing the momentum that, that that that's on the upswing. Check out Mr. Jeff Lemire's Green Arrow. Yep. Uh, Andrea Sorrento is the artist. Sorrentino is the artist. Um, The uh, it's it it is um it's it's good. It it is well. It's seriously. It would have been. It would have been very easy, for anything to be good (laughs) following. Following what came before it, yeah, but I am, I am so, pl- dude, I'm, you have to read it. I, I will go into I it really next don't. week, but it, 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 this is, I'm, I'm enjoying the show. This isn't the show. There are some things that, the I mean, yes, there's an island involved. Yes, they're introducing Diggle in the comic, but, um, I, I think Lemire is doing some neat things regarding, um, tweaking Ollie's, um, origins or his interactions with, with characters that we know Green Arrow interacted with in the past pre-New 52. Um, we have a new Richard Dragon. We have... Um, there's, uh, there's a... Um, there's... A, some things may just... I'm, I'm thinking you just changed the look just to change the look, but uh, Vertigo's Look is unique and, and, uh, and, and eventually I'll read the, uh, the Villains Month issue. Oh, he's a creepy bastard. Um, to, to get some more info on him. But I think, uh, Lemire, I think started with, with 17 and it's, it's been, uh, I think we're almost up to 25. If that didn't come out today, it'll come out soon, I guess, but it it's. It did not come out. Okay. Today. So 25 <laughs> is the next issue. Um, it's been, it's been really, Really good. I am. I am quite happy to say that I'm. I'm enjoying Green Arrow, which I haven't since Kevin Smith and Brad Meltzer and even even the Winnick stuff when when Hester and Parks were drawing it. And it's. I am enjoying Green Arrow again. Nice.
0: <laughs> it's your turn, dude. I know.
2: <laughs> I'm looking, I'm looking I was I'm up, the, up, west, it's the park,
1: you know, what I want to shout out because, like you said, it was a the con kind of subsumed any reading. An
2: Number four, you finally read it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in your travels, uh, well, two things. In your travels, go to uh, bargangraphicnovels.com, which is the, uh, one of the parts of Tales of Wonder, because in announcing that they're merging with our beloved sponsor, they're also announcing huge sales. Really? In with it, Including uh, all, the, all uh, artist editions are uh, $100. So, actually, while we were recording, I bought the Mad Artist Edition, which is $200 cover price for 100 bucks. Oh, nice. So, shout out to them. Um, and then, when it's time to read, um, fitting end to our adventures this weekend. If you aren't, do yourself a favor and get caught up on Infinity, because it's been terrific, and we will likely jump into Infinity Number 4 and anything else that comes of it uh, in the next week or two. And uh, I can't wait to talk about it with you guys.
0: Yay! Nice. Kirby New Gods Artist Edition. Yes! Come on! <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, did we even talk about our trip to get the...
0: Uh, to, to, to... Oh, no, I'm going to save the, the manga talk for next week. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. That's when it'll have the most effect. You do you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you for being here once again we'll be back next week same time same channel join us because we love you so much and we couldn't do it without you for reals you're the best thank you for uh being here with us this three hours and uh we love you so much we'll be back next week bye you Remember to call us call us and leave us an itunes with you to review too we we're getting kind of uh, not stagnant, but they're they're trickling in. We would like a, a gush. Yeah, bring a little, it. little bring bit you. of a gush. Yeah. yeah. We love you. Get out of here. Go. Peace. Go do something productive. Peace. Bye. That's dirty.
2: Call me. Vince said that fuck this week.
0: I did? You did. What did I say? You did.
2: You you, you said F. Dirty I, mouth. I chuckled. Bye. No,
4: we're the baddest of the bad. I'm a cool up DMC, I rock and roll. I'm a DJ rock and roll. It's not a trick and treat, and it's not on ice, it never fell, I spent my time in a plush hotel, I stood on many stages, held many mics, take airplane flights, at huge heights, it's all you sucker MC's, you gotta say please, cause what he just had?